welcome to yet another episode of Trayvon. Welcome. Yeah, what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm Jake Spear, and joined with me always is my best mates, Double O Derby Deck. Hello there. And our MI6 expert in the field, Brandon McClelland. Reporting for duty. Gentlemen, uh, welcome. Thank you. Hello. It's I, good to be back here. Oh, yeah. In the world of Trayvon. Yeah, in the Look, study. As it's always. It's a lovely golden glow in here. It is. It's it's actually actually quite we don't nice. usually do these in the day. No. No, no it's usually mm. a lot darker, a lot seedier. Mm, you all it? look uh, younger than you are. Ah, oh, oh. surprises you. Healthier. Healthier. I don't feel younger than I am, <laughs> let me tell you that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, folks, we hope your week, as always, has been Trey Bond. Ah. Trey Bond. Thank you for joining us again. If you want to get in touch, reach out to us Instagram, Facebook at Trey Bond Pod. Yes. We, we keep good raps on that. And, yeah, um, yeah, we like hearing from you. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Been fun. Yeah. Mm. Some of the conversations have been ramping up lately. They actually. have. They've been yeah. fantastic. Yes. We like hearing the different opinions. We do. Yeah, keep it going. I like hearing what your uh, what your ratings are too. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of a view, to, a view to a kill? Yeah, yeah so mm. that went live the, oh, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, mm. some time Can't recording. Mm. Casino Royale. Yes, I'm yes. sure everyone's talking about that right now. Oh yes. Well, well, here's what are we one for you. Oh, no, no, that's right. Yes, I'm, I'm so nervous today. Oh, he's a bit jittery. <laughs> I'm jittery. Mr. McClellan, please talk us through what our mission is today. Well, gentlemen, today we will be watching 2008's Quantum of Solace. Ah, ah. small bit of comfort. Yes. A modicum of... of uh, relief. Relief. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what Quantum of Solace means. means. Quantum, because yeah. we're a small amount. Okay. Of solace, yep. you know what so, of means. Of mm, yes, pertaining to, pertaining to, or thereof. Thereof. What yes. for? Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we? A solace. Solace. Uh, which is comfort. Loneliness. So a small bit of solitude. Not loneliness. No. no. Just because it sounds like, like another word doesn't solo. mean that it is that word. Quantum of solace. Yeah. Quantum of solace. Is that what this movie's about? Oh yeah, yeah, kind of. Okay. Seeking a small bit of comfort, comfort. or solace yeah. after the, the death, death of, of your Vespa. loved one. If yeah. you'll remember us talking fondly of our uh, first encounter with Casino Royale, Brennan, how would you describe our encounter two years later at the premiere of Quantum of Solace? Oh yes, because we as saw this together. Seventeen-year-olds well. at this stage, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, sixteen for me. Uh, I remember the day well. Do you? It was fine. It was one of those things it where we were like, down. "Oh, yeah, that was okay." We had we had the bottle of Coke, <laughs> the tie-in bottle of Coke. Yeah, the Coke zero zero seven. In that one day, and we yeah. and the video game was also released on that day. That's so we went right. and saw the movie, and then we grabbed the video game, and then we went back to your place. I've still and got played the that, video game. That game, and too. again, we were a bit like, well, "See, uh, yeah." But funnily enough, mm. as time's gone on, mm. I think time has been kinder to the film. I think so, and, and the video game. Time's been much kinder to that game. It's a pretty good game. It's a good game. It's got a good opening mission. Oh, mm. yes. Have you mm. still got it? Yep. We're going to play it. We we're going to do that, guys. We're gonna FYI, yeah. we're going to do some YouTube-only content for Trey Bond, in which we will be playing some video games. Yeah. Video Let us know which games are your favourites. You We'd have, like to hear. You, We'd like to play some. That's right. You may have seen our other videos by the cooperatives. So it'll be a similar thing, but yeah, by Trey Bond. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hmm. yes. Yes. Well, here's one for you. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Yes. Here's one for you. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing the, the ties the, the bind this week. <laughs> 
And, Jeez, you, you and see the you thing is, you better look out. <laughs> you better not cry because James James Bond's here, and I'm telling you why. See, it's all become very real for you all of a sudden. The oh, fact that you're doing this, this yeah, has happened. Yeah, this has happened. And you dug this grave, yeah, yeah. Mr. McClellan. You did. Yes. You'll all note that obviously Jake is our typical story writer and narrator. Mm. Uh, but the gauntlet was thrown down last week. Absolutely. And Brandon, and Brandon then I picked it back up. Mr. McClellan thought that uh, he could do a better job. Well, I said that it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, here we are. And yeah. now here we are. And I can't promise that it won't stink. <laughs> But um, there's, I think with the continuation novels, there's 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 trend. There's it's it's there's precedent. I You've should say. You've taken it in a new direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think I've taken it actually. Funnily enough, that we're doing this in the Craig era. Yeah, I think yeah. I've taken it back to its more of a Fleming route. Okay. What would you describe Jake's story? Well, the ties of bind was feeling very bros, wasn't it? It's bros meets more. Yeah. Roxbury. Roxbury. Yes. Yeah. Roxbury was some straight up more campy. Yeah, stuff. with a little bit of like uh, Brosnan era villains, like Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan Price yes. as oh, yeah. Elliot Carver, and some Brosnan but, attitude. But like, not a bad, not a bad camp. It's just they it's, are quite yeah big. You wouldn't, and broad. you wouldn't find it in a Craig era bond. You wouldn't no. find you wouldn't find uh, Craig kicking his shoe off to, <laughs> with C four with C four. Oh, does he? Oh, no, but there is something similar to that in uh, one of the films. Almost, actually. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Well, look, here's one for you. Uh, previously on uh, Not Night at the Roxbury. The Toes That the Bond. The Toes bone. That Boned. This looks long. It's very long. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, well, it's, you've got a beautiful reading voice. Settle yeah. in, folks. Yeah. Settle in. Okay, so we were saying that we wanted a more Dalton style. I said, well... Uh, you and Darby and were Fleming well, and the listeners everyone was kind of riding in there were protests outside yeah, yeah, the yeah, studio yeah. so I kind of went down that way trying to ape a little more of the Fleming uh, thing right. uh, you'll remember that last week Bond and Sophia were brought aboard a British submarine hang on did you do a previously on? that's what I'm doing, right, he's now. doing right now is it written? No, see, he's doing it differently. Yeah, I don't know. Completely different. Mm. Okay, all right. No, it's conversation. Sure, sure, sure. Just talking to people. I don't like too much change. This is already a big deal for me. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay. Strap in. No, it's cool. Strap in, because you're about to get changed. (laughs) Um, You know, they were brought aboard... Did uh, you forget to do the previous, Leon? No, no, no. I wanted to do it. Yeah, I wanted to do it on the spot, because we could talk about it like this, like we're doing right now. Okay. Mm, Okay, all right. I, <laughs> I regret this. <laughs> I hate being on this side. <laughs> oh, it's all fun and games. God, I want it? my friends back. <laughs> Look, they were brought aboard this this British naval submarine called. It wasn't named. Oh no! No, it had a freshly painted Union Jack on it. Dude. The freshly painted threw me because why is it in the water? If it was just freshly painted, <laughs> it's going to come off. Yeah, there we go. We're back. <laughs> I think he just meant it. No, I know what he meant. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's a joke. I'm nervous. And I just wanted to get one in because you're going to hate me. Look, they're on board. Sophia was taken off by Money Penny to go get into something more comfortable. Oh, because so, so they've got a, a, a kind of MI6 base on the ship, on the sub. Yeah, almost. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bond, uh, Money Penny put robes on in Jake's story. I've done a little tweak. I've m- turned that into a blanket. 
Oh, that's a bit more tasteful. Because I feel like they would a be... A blanket's more tasteful than well, a robe. it would be on a naval submarine. Why are they yeah, carrying robes? Yeah, why they robes? have sexy robes? Yeah. They're not sexy robes. They would... Well, the you definitely them. write them yeah, as yeah. sexy. You wrote them as sexy Everything robes. has a real sexy edge <laughs> when you Excuse do them. Me. Yeah, there's always a bit of I'm sex. I'm not on trial here. This <laughs> right, is okay. a story. All right, all right, all right. So, so that's, that's where we are. changed into a and, blanket. And Bond had just walked through the padded door. <laughs> yes. And he heard a familiar voice. And so we will pick up with chapter two of The Toes That Burned. (laughs) Brought to you by Audible. It's not. They're not a sponsor. (laughs) 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 I'll also note that when Jake wrote his stories, they were written in, like, Calibri font. What have you written yours in? I've written mine in a more standard Times New Roman. (laughs) It's kind of more elegant. Well... It just looks like grown-up font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a story, a book, would, a, a, suits... a book an adult would read. Yes. Not a child, yeah. but a small, oh, small child. He's just putting it off. He's had, he hasn't written a thing. All right, fine. <laughs> Bond, cloaked in a standard-issue British Navy blanket, closed the padded door behind him. Not a robe. No robe. Within an instant, he recognised his surroundings. There was the red leather Chesterfield sitting chair in front of an imposing cherry wood desk. Uh Behind that, a painting of a bloody great ship in some old naval battle. At his feet, his bare toes brushed the edge of an ornate Persian rug, which usually would have covered a parquet floor, but this time... The soles of his feet met the cold, rubbery... Was this a Tarantino bloody joint? No, you betcha. (laughs) But this time, the soles of his feet met the cold, rubbery grip of non-slip Treadmaster flooring atop the metal sole of the ship's deck. Oh, good grip. Safety first. This is is written by Rain Man. Sure bloody was. (laughs) Oh, no. Various other accoutrements cluttered cluttered the room, but Bond paid little attention to them. They were as old and frivolous as the wiry man sat behind the desk, thought Bond. I'm still talking about the thinking about the type of floor. Is that important? Yeah. Yeah, because usually yep. it's on a parquet floor. It's my way of saying that yep. it's M's office, uh, but not. But not. So the floor... Same but different. Sure. It's You know how they keep putting Embold- M's office Bond in has... weird spots? like In the series, yeah. In yeah. the series. In a pyramid. Or... It's kind of, yeah. And so Bond's feet feel good on the floor effectively there's something about feeling in there no uh yeah it well it's usually his toes are brushing the edge of an ornate persian rug why do i care because he's taking in his surroundings okay sure 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 well you look right mess said admiral marlborough almost disappointedly it's a different m oh created our own m (gasps) oh marlborough he's a smoker almost disappointedly i can't have you looking like that too distracting. Get yourself over to the officers' quarters and take a quick shower. I'll have one of the petty officers fetch something from Cookie. Can't guarantee it'll be warm, but it should be enough. You have a half hour. The dismissal brushed against Bond like steel wool. Ooh. What does it matter how I'm dressed, thought Bond. It's done. It's Let's just get this out of the way. Bond nodded stiffly and turned on his heels, gripping the handle of the padded door perhaps a little too tightly as he jerked it open and walked through. Oh. Bond entered the little room fashioned to be a secretary's nook and rummaged quickly through the top drawer of one of the filing cabinets. That is in money Penny's business. Yes. Ooh. The Admiral's secretary had said years ago that she'd given up smoking, 
But Bond knew no woman could put up with that old codger without resorting to a little vice. Oh, snack. He withdrew a soft packet of Virginia Slims and took two for himself along with a small book of matches. After closing the drawer, a soft throat clear brought Bond to face the door leading to the rest of the ship. The portly officer that had welcomed him aboard was standing almost at attention near the doorframe. Yes, dared Bond. I'm to lead you to the officer's quarters, sir. Well, lead on. Bond followed the nervy mm, petty officer cool. to the officer's cool. quarter. As they weaved through the tight corridors, various naval personnel would snatch a glance at his state of dress and bare feet. They must think I'm to be taken to the brig, thought Bond, slightly mm. amusing himself. I'm to take a drink of water here. <laughs> mm. This is wonderful. Very Dalton. Oh. Ah. <laughs> these, these are the officers' quarters, Commander, croaked the portly porter as he opened the door to a tiny room with two portly cramped porter. bunk beds and a small fold-out desk. As Bond entered, the floor was somehow colder to the touch than any other part of the ship. Ah, see the feet. I knew it. See, I knew there was something going on with the feet. The petty officer pointed to a small door at the side of the room. Small shower on your right there, sir. Uh, Cookie's heating up some of the breakfast, which he'll bring shortly. Uh, We've a uniform for you on the bed, and I'll be back at 1100 hours. He's like a butler. Mm. What time is it now? inquired Bond. Just past 1030 hours, sir. Right. Have the cook bring up some condiments with the eggs. Memory serves are not particularly pleasant when fresh, so I'd imagine they're even soggy or reheated, said Bond, resulting in a polite chuckle from the petty officer. What's your name? Petty Officer Rover, sir. Mine's Bond. There's a good lad. Bond nodded to the man as he gently closed the door. He summed up the room almost instantly. Spartan. (gasps) The room had the distinct smell of imperial leather aftershave, a scent that immediately overstayed its welcome. Bond laid the two ill-gotten cigarettes and matchbook on the bed and quickly examined the well-pressed white 3A long-sleeved dress shirt and trousers. A black tie lay neatly coiled next to the pillow atop a dark jersey pullover. At the foot of the bed were thick woolen socks tucked into a pair of black standard dress shoes. Bond softly sighed as he dropped the blanket that had served as his robe to the floor and made his way to the cramped shower. (laughs) He turned the hot water to full blast, closed the sliding door and let the steam build in the tiny compartment. I don't know, what steam sound like? Uh, the light is very quickly fading. It is here. getting dark in here. Should I pop the light? Yeah, turn the light on yeah, for yeah. me. <laughs> we don't know where Bond is. Oh, here we are, here we are. So he turned the hot water to full blast, closed the sliding door, and let the steam build in the tiny compartment. As he undressed from the tattered remains of his clothes, he noticed a slight raise in the mattress of the top bunk. and slid his hand under and withdrew a small eight-ounce flask. He unscrewed the cap and his nostrils were pleasantly stung by the almost acetone smell of cheap vodka. Ooh, small comfort, thought Bond, as he knocked back a healthy swig. The burn moved down his throat Alcoholic and brought a little bond. vim and vigour back to the old boy. Ah, vim vigour! He took a cigarette and quickly lit it, drawing deeply in the smoke. He moved into the shower, now thick with steam, and washed himself quickly, careful not to extinguish this small pleasure. 
Sexy, sexy. He's having a shower. Why is everything always going to be sexy? Oh, what, your bond's going to be smoky and sexy. Uh, He's having a shower. It's his vices. All right, I'm seeing sexy bond well, Your here. bond's well, going to be some, that's you. Bloody, you know, frigid, bloody... Yeah, he's not going to touch women. Sexless oh, eunuch. Yes. Come on, that's not James Get Bond. Get the job done. <laughs> when the cigarette was finished, Bond threw the butt into the small sink across from him and turned the hot water tap off. The ice-cold water cut straight through him, but brought a little more sharpness to his mind. He stayed there until he could hardly bear it. Oh, he's a drama queen. And then shut the water off quickly. He's a broody. He's a broody little drama queen, this one. It's Fleming. (laughs) (laughs) He dressed himself almost as quickly as he disrobed. The uniform fit well enough. The uniform fit well enough, but the way it clung to his uh, the way it clung to his frame made him glad to be done with his sailing days. A knock on the sure. door brought the ship's cook with a small tray of scrambled eggs, toast, baked beans, and beef sausages. Did he remember the condiments? Plastic mug of hot water sat in the top corner next to a tea bag. Plastic salt and pepper shakers, a ramekin containing butter, and another of red pepper sauce, as well as a small serving jug of milk. Mm. Bond likes breakfast. He sure does. Brandon likes breakfast too. <laughs> Here you are, sir. Grunted oh, the cook as he placed it on the small as he placed it on the small fold-out table. He was an average man of no great description, but his voice had worn out well before its time. You wouldn't have any coffee aboard, would you? Inquired Bond. Sorry, sir. The admiral requested tea. I can get some for you if you'd like. It's an instant coffee powder. Is the only thing, an American brand. No, that's quite all right. <laughs> said Bond rather quickly. The food will do. Thank you. The only thing worse than tea, thought Bond, was instant coffee granules. The only thing worse than that was the American kind. The cook left, and Bond took a bite of the eggs, harder to swallow than sulphur. He doused them in salt, pepper, and the hot sauce before mixing them with the oversweetened baked beans and gristly beef sausage. He managed to down this breakfast a la casserole, but the toast, burnt to a crisp, was unsalvageable. He tossed the hot water down the drain of the bathroom, lighting the second cigarette as he travelled. He served himself a large pour of the cheap vodka into his plastic mug and sprinkled a little pepper into it. Whoa. After taking a deep draw on his cigarette, he thought back to the previous night on Roxbury's Island. He remembered Sophia's story of betrayal and couldn't help but feel slightly moved. Are you going to retcon? No, 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 I wouldn't I would. do that. I would. <laughs> Nothing ever happened until now, thought Bond. <laughs> he couldn't help but feel slightly moved. He also wondered what the British Secret Service would do to her now. A lifetime of secrets lost in the blaze at Roxbury's compound now only took residence in her mind. He couldn't help but think he'd led the woman from one torture to another. He took a large gulp of vodka and put her out of mind. A knock on the door prompted Bond to put out his cigarette and the burnt toast. He straightened himself and replaced the flask under the top bunk. He opened the door and stepped straight through past the returning rover and started making his way back to the Admiral's office. Back the way I came, I presume, Bond said, somewhat dismissively to his chubby chaperone. The slightly flustered petty officer struggled to keep pace with the commander, who was making quick tracks back towards his superior. Upon arriving at the makeshift secretary's office, Bond noticed Miss Moneypenny was once again sitting at her desk, typing, and leant in the doorway. Well, I'm surprised they found a uniform that fits James, said a smirking Moneypenny. She's calling him fat? Mm. 
I've still got a few years left in the tread, Moneypenny. I was thinking more about your ego. Lovely girl you brought aboard earlier. She must be the one keeping you fit. American American. Yeah, she's Canadian. Lois Maxwell's Canadian. Oh. Oh, my God. Mm. All right, you nerd. <laughs> State secrets, Moneypenny. Strictly on a need-to-know basis. A buzz from the speaker on Miss Moneypenny's desk cut through the conversation, and then came the gruff voice of the Admiral. I'd appreciate it if you would quit wasting time. Come through, 007. Bond moved towards the door to the old man's office, but turned back towards Moneypenny and tossed the book of matches on her desk. How to quit you, my dear? He quipped as he moved through the replicated office of his boss. Oh, boy. Oh, he's a smooth sailor. (laughs) Flushing Moneypenny. She's blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Bond moved straight to his regular chair in front of the admirable... Admirable. 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 In front of the admiral, but was taken aback to see it occupied by another man. M stood up from his desk and indicated to Bond with his pipe. This is the Agent 007. He's the one responsible for blowing up a tiny island in the Pacific last night, grumbled M. The other man stood up and faced Bond. He was dressed in a charcoal grey three-piece suit made in the English tailor's tradition. He nodded to Bond and then turned back to M. Shall I begin, sir? inquired the well-dressed man. You shall, replied M. This is Bill Lennington, a biologist from Oxford. He's been brought aboard to help us go through your debrief of the situation with Roxbury. Mm. He specialises in genetics. We need to understand everything you may have seen on this facility. And the girl that helped me, prodded Bond, she understands it better than anyone. We'll get to her soon enough, replied Em. Lennington interjected. My job is to help understand what you may have seen on that facility and if it matches the research that was stolen from my university. We believe that Roxbury was siphoning our research to sell to the Soviets. My job is to listen to your debrief of the whole sorry mess and check if they correspond to the already established facts. You might say it's a fact check. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is chapter two. Oh, my goodness me. So I think what you'll see is uh, all I've done in the story is give Bond breakfast and a shower. (laughs) Yeah. We are literally back where you left us last week. He's had a bit of food. He's cleaned himself up. He's and he's in his off Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah good go. job. Well, that's, that's the toes good. that burned. The toes that burned. Chapter two. And Bill Lennington. Bill Lennington. Bill yeah. Lennington. He's new. He's a new boy. Mm. Good luck. <laughs> Your turn next. I was going to say we've got a new batter up to the plate. Mm. All right. Well, look, I can't promise that my reading skills are going to be very good. Oh, I, no, I, no, no, no. Don't make excuses for yourself because you've been savage to everyone through this whole process. Look, look, all right, so, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guns are armed. Yeah, yeah. They're ready to, yeah, they're look, ready to fire. I'm probably going to reap what I sow a little bit. Um, I'm ready. I can take this. So I basically have got to give do the debrief. Yeah, you have build. to tell us what our plot is for the next. <laughs> the next We've only thing. got two more chapters. Do we? Well, we have if to, we want we to wrap the ties that bind up with the Craigie boys... Well, we could keep going with we it. We could keep the Let's ties that bind going. Because I feel like we've, there's a lot of, there's a lot to do still. There's so there's much to do. Much yeah. to do, 007. We've, we've not even got our briefing for the next mission. No. no. It's up to you. I've, we've just had a bit of a shower. We've had a, And yeah. some eggs. And some eggs. And we've, we're revitalised. Right. <laughs> much like Bond. Almost we've transformed <laughs> into a completely new person. <laughs> He's definitely... I mean, he'll be a new person again, again. next week. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now that he's rested a little bit. <laughs> All right. I can't wait to see what Mr. Deck brings to the toast. Yeah, me too. Challenge accepted. All right. Very good. So well, is, is Brandon doing the fact check as well? No. No. Oh, that wasn't no. part of the deal. That's not part of the deal. Oh. I have in my hot little heads yeah. the fact check. Yeah. Oh. Let's go back to one of the greatest films in cinematic history, Casino Royale. Yeah. Brandon said that it was around about 2004, 2005 when the lawsuits surrounding Casino Royale was settled. Now, according to an article... earlier than that, actually. Yeah, you'd be right. According to an article in the LA Times, it was March 1999. Oh, wow. When a settlement Mm. was reached between MGM... Well, it was. Wade and Purvis were already writing... With Bros in mind. With Bros in mind. Ah. I shouldn't say already writing. It wasn't until 2004 that they actually started writing. That's where the 2004 comes from. They they always wanted to do it. That was the one. Well, Purvis and Wade were just like, we really want to do Casino Royale. That's their... Would they have always done the kind of version that they ended up with? I don't know. It's hard to say, isn't it? it? It's funny because I was doing... I did a bit of reading on it. Uh, and we might have talked about this in the podcast, but Purvis and Wade, their original script for Casino Royale was very much what happens in the book. Right. And Haggis came in, like they had Vesper kill herself in the bath. Right. Rather than The Sinking House in Venice. And Paul Haggis came in and went, oh, it's still a Bond film. you got to have a big ending. Mm. We'll, we'll still have a kill herself, but... It'll be in a sinking house in Venice. <laughs> the bathtub just got a hell of a lot bigger. Yeah, it's got bigger. <laughs> but yeah, Purvis and Wade are very much like, no, 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 if we can strip it back and, and make it Fleming, we'll do it. There you mm. go. It's, it's usually like John Logan and that that have come in and added the bigger Bondian kind of, you know, set pieces. But how do you explain Die Another Day? Well, that was the brief they were given. Too many fingers in the pie. But they wanted that to be more like Moonraker, the novel. Mm. They wanted to have Scarlet Brand and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they wanted Mm. all of that. But they ended up getting that CGI. (laughs) Big old anniversary film. Let's have all of the references. Righto, what's your fat cheek? Darby, you asked how accurate Casino Royale is to the world of espionage today. Mm. So I went on assignment. Not at all. Brandon said that he doesn't think there are any James Bonds out there in the real world. Um, Surely not, right? Surely. In an article for The Guardian in November 2006... You wrote an article for The Guardian? Uh, in 2006? In 2006. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a you know, pre-senior assignment paper. What did you say? Um, well, I grabbed a quote from MI6's website, which reads, James Bond, as Ian Fleming originally conceived him, was based on reality. But any author needs to inject a level of glamour and excitement beyond reality in order to sell. By the time the filmmakers focused on Bond, the gap between truth and fiction had already widened. This isn't what I asked. Nevertheless, (laughs) getting to the point here, staff who join SIS, Secret Intelligence Service, also known as MIS. CIS. CIS. Can look forward to a career that will have moments when the gap narrows just a little and the certainty of a stimulating and rewarding career, which, this, like Bond, yeah, yeah. will be in the service of their country. Yeah. What are you talking about? Now, I'm saying that... There's not really MI6, Bond, though. That's not them really going, Bond. please, sign up, please sign, up, sign, sign up. up, sign up. There was one gentleman mentioned in this article called Richard Tomlinson, who was sacked and sentenced under the Official Secrets Act for spilling the beans about MI6 and what they'd been up to. Mm. In his book... The Big Breach. 
he describes how he smuggled Russian missiles secrets out of Moscow, posed as a journalist and recruited agents in the Balkans, mainly to gather intelligence on the Serbs, and disrupted an alleged Iranian attempt to procure chemicals for weapons. It is a bit of a James Bond. Yeah, a bit of a James, James Bond type. Bond, yeah. uh, one thing was clear, Tomlin said, that SIS loves gadgets. For example, it used to hide transmitters in car ornaments in the form of Garfield the cat. Really? It's a bit of a Q gadget, Holy I shit. thought. Bit, but, bit uh, of a cheesy Q gadget. Yeah, bit of a cheesy, yeah, yeah a bit of a more <laughs> gadget. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're giving you a Garfield, 007. <laughs> it's got a transmitter in it. Put it in the car. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> A woman Garfield. <laughs> a Garfield. <laughs> um, but Tomlinson did say that a lot of the time is spent behind a desk. Right. So, right. you know, I mean... Bits and pieces. Tomlinson, you know, but he did say that a, a James Bond may be more like a combination between an SIS agent and an SAS operative. Yeah, more like a... In the sense that infantry. it's a hybrid kind of role. It's like you get the kind of you know cloak of secrecy that you get from MI6 but then you have the violence and weaponry that's associated with an SAS soldier true so mm. that that might be more of a real world depiction kind mm. of a hybrid but no like a, a prius like a prius a hybrid mm. yeah yeah mm. bond is a prius yeah right. mm-hmm, maybe <laughs> Darby, you said the first linear digital edit and oh, color yeah. grade was oh brother where art thou well this will be uh, embarrassing. <laughs> now, according to premiumbeat.com, mm. Premium is, Beat, which is a subsidiary of the tech company Shutterstock, Shutterstock, Let's Kill All the Lawyers is a 1992 film, which was the first feature length film to be edited digitally using the Avid editing system. Ah. Oh. So, yeah. The English Patient. <laughs> Not Oh Brother Art Thou. Like well, a headache. <laughs> <laughs> oh Brother Art Thou was definitely the first to digitally colour. Right. Or something like that. We'll see. Did, you, did you do this, the work properly? We'll see. We'll All see. Right. The English Patient in 1996 uh-huh. was the first digitally, digitally edited... Fuck! <laughs> 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 that was the first film to win an Oscar for Best Editing, which was digitally edited. Sure. The English patient. The English patient. 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 So English patient. English patient. I just want to know about O Brother. We're just tell get me there. about O Brother. Yeah, where are they? 2001's The Rules of Attraction was the first feature film edited using Final Cut Pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of our all-time favourite films, No Country for Old Men, oh, yeah, yes. was the first Oscar-winning film edited <gasps> using Final Cut Pro. However... <laughs> The first <laughs> yeah. wholly digitally graded film yeah. was Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Ah, he got it. He there got you it. go. Half a mark for Derby Day. One whole mark out of a possible two. <laughs> <laughs> Did they achieve the overexposed overcrank in camera or was it done in post? Yes. I can't tell you. Uh, you I was going to say, if you can figure that if out, you holy want, shit. I can tell you what film stock he used. Ah, oh, no, thank you. But aside from Go that... Go on. No, no, no. <laughs> Do it. Do it. In an article I went Rain the... Man on this, so you go Rain Man on that. In an article for the American Society of Cinematographers, Martin Campbell and Phil Mayhew discussed some of their technical choices. Mayhew said, for the opening black and white sequence... Some people shoot colour and get rid of it in the digital intermediate, or the DI phase. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the look of that. 
I also tried force processing some of colors, some of the color stock. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. my pardon. <laughs> some of the color, some of the color stocks. That's better. Thank you. But I think if you really want the look of black and white, you have to shoot on black and white. You gotta do it for real. You gotta do it for real, man. He used the Eastman Double X. Ah, yes, the Eastman Double X 5 Yes, Very good choice. Ten of them, sir. Well, they don't make them in large quantities, so they only shot at about 6,000 feet. 6,000 feet of black and white stock to shoot that opening sequence. That's about so many minutes. Yeah, pretty much. But I will say this. There's a very interesting... I will I will say this. We'll say it now. Um, Insider.com have a great video essay on the cinematography of Casino Royale and how it really... You're doing a Trump hand. I'm doing a bit of a Trump hand. I'll take that down. Sure, 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 sure. So for did those you watch it? I did. Did you get all the way through it? I did. Did you learn anything? I did. Wow. And sounds I would, like a must-visit website. I would encourage yeah. people to go... Not a sponsor. No, not a sponsor at all. sounds like an ad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it talked about the sophistication of, of, of the cinematography in terms of like what they were bringing to it wasn't just revitalizing James Bond but the, the level of detail in the shot choices yeah. and the movement and the color and all this kind of stuff that was something that I hadn't really considered and it was showing examples of past films of like how simple it sort of was or for the low low price of no you're um, getting into ad territory <laughs> here <laughs> not until they pay us <laughs> It's worth a look. Right. Our cinematography and Casino Royale revolutionised the Bond franchise. But there's your shout out of the week. There's, there's my shout out, <laughs> Brandon. Now you said that this title sequence launched the rotoscoping phase. No bullshit. This is bullshit. Yeah, Darby a, said not. Quite. Yeah, he said he said bullshit at the time. I remember. All right. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> Good on you. Right. So rotoscoping. For those very, that don't very know, old technique. is an animation is, technique yeah. where animators basically trace over motion picture footage frame by frame to produce a realistic action. Yes. First invented 1915. Mm-hmm. She's been around a while. Yes. Now, the patent for that original technology expired in 1934. And Casino Royale made it big again, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? Because no. that's my memory is that after Casino Royale, it was like. Everyone was doing those weird. Nah, they're very rotoscope. Always been around, movies. but it was only for a couple of years, and then they moved away from. I think it. You're Remember, everything of, had a I think title you're, sequence you're thinking in the 2000s. A scanner darkly. A scanner darkly was was a Richard Linklater film, which which is entirely rotoscoped, entirely. Oh, I'm definitely not thinking of that. It's got I'm Robert Downey it. Jr. and and I think Keanu Reeves and the whole thing is is completely about to, He's nodding. So Darby Deck has done the fact check for me, folks. He's nailed it. He's nailed they, it. They definitely brought about a fact. And there was a, a film a couple of years ago about um, Vincent Van Gogh, which does the same thing. They've, well, that's all hand painted. It's all hand painted, yeah. but that's rotoscoped. That is rotoscoping. Is it essentially same technique? Painting. I thought over. it was just. Painted. It was just well, rotos- rotoscoping is, a, is a very broad technique. It's not something. It's not specific to an action. If that makes sense. Oh, I thought it was to. It was the cutout of the shape, but changing. Like I take your frame, mm-hmm. but I put weird images, but I still have those images move only 
within the frame of your body. Well, rotoscoping is technically any mask applied. Oh. Because because it's motion tracked, etc. Oh, so well, you, then you, you I don't stand by it. It's how they did the original lightsabers. Yes, they're rotoscoped. Oh, in. wow. Yeah. It's how they did the Ghostbusters, the old the Ghostbusters villains. Things. The proton packs, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. wow. It's a beautiful technique. So... Bringing it, forward, I'm wrong. bringing it forward to the 1990s, the mid-90s mm. here, when an animator and computer scientist, Bob Sebastian... Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Was that a tricky name to it say? It was a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he created a computer-assisted rotoscoping process that then Mr. Linklater yeah. hired uh, and uh, utilised his technology in his 2001 feature film, Waking Life, and also a Scanner Darkly, Scanner Darkly, Scanner Darkly. in two thousand and six. Uh-huh. So, oh, same I, year. Fine. I would actually say that Casino Royale was sort of jumping on a bandwagon here, yeah, maybe, and chasing actually. a trend. Well, that's that's yeah. So there you go. Mm. So I'm right. Mm. I'm always right in a sense. Yes, in a sense. <laughs> Darby asked, "Is Daniel Kleinman confirmed for No Time to oh, Die?" Yeah. Oh. Brandon said he believes so. Yes, he is. Yes, Ooh, yes, yes. It was confirmed back in July last year. Mm. Was he? Fuck, that's a long time mm. ago. Uh, what is the name of Solange's boyfriend? Oh, Demetrius. Yes. You couldn't think you of couldn't it. Think oh, of I couldn't think of it. That's right. Of it. Alex Demetrius. That's right. Played by Simon Pegg. The Bangkok. No. Um, no. Abkarian. Abkarian. <laughs> what is the name of the terrorist at the airport? John. Not quite. Oh, the terrorist at the airport. His Terminator. Name. Yeah, Ooh. his Terminator. Yes, Carlos Nicolic. Uh-huh. The Terminator. Terminator, yeah. Played by Claudio Santamaria. Ah. Brandon, you said that... Uh, what did you say? Oh, yes, you knew that the uh, that it's not shot in Montenegro, but the scenes set in Montenegro were one of your favourites. So I wanted to know, well, if it wasn't shot in Montenegro, where was it where shot? Where was it shot? Where was it shot? So you've kind of shown some initiative here, and, and yeah, I kind of want to dig to a little bit deeper. Let's skip it. Okay. <laughs> For those playing at home, the Czech Republic. Ah. Brandon, you said uh, Giancarlo Giannini. Giannini. Giannini might be Italian. Darby said he is. Yeah, you were very. You were like, yeah, that's Italian name. <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah. the name. Yeah. He was born in La Spezia. And that he spent most Italian. of his child in Pitelli. He spent most of his child. Ma- most of his child. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hood. Oh, don't, don't spend it all at once. <laughs> He's Italian. Screw you. That's fact check. He's Italian. Hey! Hey! Well, uh, well that was, done. That was a stumble through. What, what an eventful. I mean, I was befuddled by uh, the... Chap- second chapter I know, of uh, that went to ties for the bind. a long time. Well, you know what? I was actually riveted. I thought it was oh, great. I no, was you're being kind, and I don't like it. Well, we'll set you up now. We'll soften yeah. you up mm. just so we can. Tear I think you down mine. Later. Just, I think mine's going to be the best chapter yet. I think the well, audience we, are going to vote my chapter number one chapter. Good chapter. We should run a poll then. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you think mine was too wacky, Roger Moore? I think yours is going to be the campiest of them all. You know nothing, my friend. <laughs> I'm very. Curious mine's gonna to be. Mine's gonna be a film script. 
I'm going to take it to new territory. Really? It's not a novella anymore. Oh, right. We're going to have a, a screenplay. No, it's going to be a screenplay. I feel like, no, you have to write the novella. Come Damn on. it. Come on. Because otherwise, get out yeah, of this. This we is all have format. to do this. This is fan fiction. This is a novel. Yeah, Guys, writing. I haven't written prose in a long time. Well, Neither had I. That's the first time I've done it oh, since but, probably school. Yeah. All right. You've got it in you. I've got it in me. It's you've, already there. You've got the music in you. It's just waiting to be put down on the page. All right. Okay. What was the voice again for the guy? Dalton. He's going to be in mine. No, the oh uh, Lennington. Yeah, go. Um, it's a bit give Roxbury, us a line. Where's the line? Where's uh, the line? It's not a bit Roxbury. He wasn't kind of talking I, like. I've got to see if I can even do it. Uh, we Lenin- can't have a casting session in the middle of the oh, podcast. Here we go. So this is how you say the line. Sure. My job is to help understand what you may have seen on that facility. My job is to help you understand <laughs> yes. what you may have seen on that facility. Yeah, yeah. Near enough is good enough. <laughs> Alright. Uh, uh, I'm ready. I'm not sure yeah, you're ready. Mr. Lemmington later. Also, Bond is a little like this. Like this. Alright, I'm going to uh, carry the bond. You could recast Bond. No, no, no. I like this one. Yeah, well, it's Dalton. He's it's your Dalton. boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon I'll access him a bit better. Yeah. Speaking easier. of accessing Dalton, there's mm. a bit of accessing Dalton in uh, Quantum of Solace. Oh, yeah. What, what do you mean? There's, there's similarities with this, I would say, Not to segue, License to Kill. You reckon? No. Because it, I think it was what, a very good segue because it took you a while to pick up on it being mm, a segue. But this mm. is our favourite segment. segment. It is our favourite segment. It's my favourite segment. It's our favourite segment. No, it's segment. mine too now because you've done... Oh, damn it. It's a story. Oh, so it's also true. now mine. We have just opened the gates for a whole heap of nonsense. And yeah. now I'm here. <laughs> I'm in... Well, you should run it Preconceived then. Notions. Yeah, go yeah, on. Go on. I'm going to start with you, Brendan. Um, oh. Your Preconceived Notions for 2000 and flippity doo doos Eight. Come on, 2008. Eight. Um, <laughs> a, a small piece of comfort. Quantum of solace. Yep. What's your Preconceived yeah. Notion? Uh, I don't know. Come on. No, I actually don't. You, I, you have such an opinion on this film. You stand by it. You defend yeah, this I, film. Yeah, I like this film. I like yeah. this film. It's not It's not like Casino Royale level for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I think it cops a lot of unnecessary flack. Would you go as far as saying it's the second best Craig? Mm, oh, fuck. I might, actually. <gasps> I, it, it's funny. I think I'm more drawn to put this film on before I would watch Skyfall mm. I really like all the Craig films but I don't know this one it feels like they were building towards something with this film which they abandoned yeah I get you and I think that even though Ma- I think it's Mark Forster came in and mishandled it a little bit that's there, there, yeah. there are stylistic choices in this where, which I kind of roll my eyes at, you know like the titles being all you know flowery and like oh it's because it's in Mexico that it looks like this it's just a little it's a little too modern in terms of its cutting techniques a little overcut I think the big thing that people hold against this film is that editing they just go oh I can't I can't make out anything and look fair Mm -hmm. enough if if it's too fastly edited for you fine I understand that and I I get it I think that car chase at the start is one of the best car chases that the series has had when that happened in the cinema we were like we're in for some more scenario goodness and that editing I was like it works works. for the action but yeah when you when you yeah I think I was watching a video essay the other day about the about the Spielberg one one of my favourite essays by Every Frame of Painting another video essay hang on is this an ad? <laughs> oh, me. You're promoting something that you shouldn't be. Oh, he's not being paid. I'm not. The guy doesn't do it anymore, unfortunately. Doesn't he? Doesn't he? No, he stopped years ago. Oh, oh that's. I know oh, they're amazing. Bring them back. But um, 
it talks about the Spielberg Wanner, which is the mm. kind of way to shoot your scenes, which is more traditional, involves longer takes, yada, yada, yada. But anyway, he has this line in this essay where he says, but the 2014 blockbuster is just people standing in a room talking to each other in one spot and cutting around them frenetically. And I think mm. that is spot on. Yeah. And I think Quantum of Solace suffers from this a little bit. From, from, from like, yeah. in, in the older James Bond films, you would see... in that first 40 minutes. You would see James enter a room and the camera kind of swoops around and starts with him in a single and moves back and then reveals M in the same shot. So you've all yeah. of a sudden got them in a two shot. You don't have that kind of dynamic energy with the way the actors right. move in this film. Apart from the fight sequences, I think that's my big preconceived notion, is there's a lack of dynamic energy. It's all imposed on the yeah. movie. There's there's another moment in the film which I don't think it's an egregious sin, mm. but uh, there's a there's a reference in this film that I just kind of go, oh, don't do that. A reference to another Bond to film. To another Bond film. And it's so on the nose, obvious. It's like, right. oh, you've just done that again. Is a license to kill? It's probably actually a better way of doing it than right. the one in Goldfinger. But because it's in Goldfinger it's so iconic like don't mess oh, with that the, stuff on the it's, bed the yeah on it's, the bed. it's mm. like doing the parachute with the Union Jack again which they did in Die Another Day it's yes. like don't do that that's spy leave it come up with your own iconic moment mm. look yeah my preconceived notion is um, I like the film I like it and I think it'll be I think it'll be good the acting's great uh, I think it's exploring stuff about the the world of Bond and Bond himself mm. that uh, that we haven't seen in other films. Uh, maybe the, and I, maybe License to Kill is is the best kind of comparison in terms sure. of. I think they kind of speak to each other a little bit. Mm. Mm, okay, um, Bond as revenge thriller. Yes, interesting, mm. Mister Deck. Your preconceived notions for yeah, this. I think they were kind of just weaved into Brandon's, yeah, really. Yeah, you like doing that, don't you? I do. Do you think it'll be a positive experience? Are you going to be thrilled? Be. I think it will be. I think this is going to be a good film. I think it's going to be a really good-looking film, too. Yeah. Mm. I think it's got great kind of choices stylistically in terms of costume and colour oh and set. God, yeah, and like, the costumes in this are fucking yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I love the car chase at the start. There is a lot I love about this movie. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to revisiting it. I just know that it's that it's over edited, and I'm hoping I don't know. Maybe I'll see something new today. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. What about you, Jake? Yeah, what ask do me, you ask think? Me. What, what is what your you, what do you walk-off? think? Thank you for asking. Um, I think that it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, and we are effusive in practice. <laughs> yes. Leave it there. All, All I have to say about that. <laughs> No, I, I have a concern uh-huh. moving forward with the Daniel Craig films. What's I that? I think it's going to rear its ugly head here. I think it's going to be overstuffed and undernourished. Overstuffed and undernourished. I You've think... said that before on this podcast. Have I? I believe so. Maybe. And I think you said it about Mr. Craig. Mm. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, I don't recall. Maybe. Um, Are you just having a bit of deja vu? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got a feeling that as we go along, some of the films, and I think this one may be a victim of it, is that it's just going to be a little too overwhelming and trying to throw too much at me, and there's not really going to be much there. Sure. That's Empty. A, yeah, yeah. It's a Empty. big kind of Hollow. like... Possibly, possibly. Would you say, kind of, 
uh, overstuffed and undernourished. Oh, That's some kind of like undernourished yet still st- overstuffed. overstuffed. That might be a nice kind of sound bitey. Give us, give us a sound bite. Yeah, can you do that? For nice me? and close to the mic. I think it's going to be nice and nice close, and close to, the to the mic. I think it's going to be no, don't, don't ASMR. Just use your voice. Normal. I think it's going to be overstuffed and undernourished. The level's still kind of. Oh. I think it's going to be un- overstuffed and undernourished. You get closer it. but quieter. It's just stop. I don't want to hurt their ears. Well, you've hurt mine. Yeah, you've hurt my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Look, gentlemen, I think it's time to pop in the Blu-ray for 2000 and flippity gibbets. Quantum <laughs> <laughs> of Solace. have just seen 2000 and flippity gibbets no 2008 so let's be serious <laughs> well the uh, film certainly is yeah, yeah. quantum of solace uh, yes we did dominic green constantly pronounces it quantum quantum in quantum <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you think oh, where do we begin yeah i need to talk about this yeah i've got do a it. question mark over this film yeah. do you are... what are your immediate feelings uh, I don't know. My immediate feeling is that I need to talk about this so I can it's get plenty to... difficult. Well, we've Had got you a James seen this Bond one? podcast. Okay. You'd seen this one. I've seen this. Well, what's the... Oh, you have seen this. I'm sure I have because there's definitely um, spoilers. The fire at the end um, and the car chase in the opening. There's a few things that have kind of burnt in my brain that are like that's familiar to me. Mm. But at the opera, that's familiar to me. But the details. Uh, not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Foggy at best. And, yes. what, and what you thinking? My uh, look, there. There's a lot of this film that I was having a good time with. I yes, was, mm. I enjoyed it. I thought Craig was great. Um, I thought the plot was, you know, diabolical enough and mm. pretty serious and mm. kind of relevant mm. and like strangely plausible. Yeah, in a weird kind of geopolitical big corporation type, you know, natural resource yeah. way. If you're going to mm. have a modern day big baddie organisation they're not holding the world to ransom with you know one million dollars they're undermining undermining things yeah they're like well it's easier to install a puppet yeah and Mm. then fucking bill him through the nose to use their own water yeah yeah that's business, baby. It's business. It it's like it's, a really dark, horribly kind of evil. Yeah. How the world actually works, kind of thing. All those strings being pulled, and governments being toppled by secret organisations. Mm. But there's still something about this film that I can't quite put my finger on that just fell short for me. I don't really know where it is yet. Maybe we'll find it by the end of it. So you're hoping that we give you the way you feel? I'm hoping you guys tell me you how want us I to should put feel. into words how you, you feel. Right. Yes, show sure, me sure, sure, sure. Well, this might help you. I'll, I'll maybe start you off. <laughs> Please. Um, I think that this is a really, really fantastic story. Yeah. Um, the, everything that is happening within it, all the performances. The poor performances. The poor performances. Well, great. I don't think there is a poor performance, actually. I think they're all... Swell. 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 Swell performances. Swell performances. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this film doesn't... It's like it's allergic to savouring a moment <laughs> and, to, and to take its time. And it just... It 
it kills moments of of really great stuff in there. I mean, there's still gems in there for me. Mm. I think all that stuff with Mathis is wonderful. Yeah, I love the the idea of a, a Bond film finally having the lead Bond girl not go to bed with him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They just work with each other. That was a great relationship. Yeah, particularly given her history. <clears throat> pardon me. Particularly giving her history, yeah. knowing her history, um, yeah, you wouldn't want to see Bond get it on with her. Mm. Mm. And she really kind of she taps into him in a in a in a different sort of way too, and teaches yeah. his teaches him something. And yeah, what do you? Where, yeah, where, where do you sit? It's Mark Forster for me. I think is is the big problem with it yeah because he he says um he said in interviews that he thought casino royale was a bit too long and he wanted this one to feel like a bullet well shot straight through me yeah yeah um look on a technical level this film irks me like no other james bond adventure yeah this kills me yeah, you were very uncomfortable in it with a lot of the editing. <laughs> oh man, because when you talk about story, yeah, when you talk about performance, when you talk about production design, when you talk about the aesthetic, oh God, the aesthetics yeah, of the film, the way that gorgeous. they, the way that they graduated from Casino Royale and took the style and went this way with it, I think is really interesting. Watching mm. this film today, I was going, this is this is the right way to go in 2008 yeah. from Casino Royale, stylistically. This yeah. is where we go. This is fantastic. But my God, there are more shots in this film oh, than in probably all of the goddamn fucking Roger Moore films combined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. talk about a mess. Yeah. Oh. This it's, it's it was choppy. it was symptomatic of the time. Um, yeah. James uh, James Bourne, Jason, oh, yes. yeah. Jason Brosnan, he um, he's responsible for a great deal of suffering yeah. in this film um, because what the Bourne films do so well, what sorry, what Paul Greengrass does so well. Uh, did he do the second two or the first one? He did the second two. Oh, yeah, they're the two I like. He knows how to do kinetic camera work. Yeah. He actually knows how to do it. He actually has spent a lot of time discovering when and where to cut because he's been doing this stuff for a long, long time. You watch his, watch his output and it's kind of like this is his style. Yeah. To overshoot, over-edit, get the action and the frenetic pace of the scene and the energy and get that kind of cloak-and-dagger feel. Yeah. And I feel like Mark Forster saw that and went... Well, that's how you do a spy film that works. Yeah. You overshoot it. You know, you, you over-edit, you make all the action incoherent. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the editing in this, I know that it's it's all... I'm not saying anything new. I'm aware that this film is spoken about in relation yeah, to but, its... Yeah, but it's you know, true. Like It's fucking... Oh, sorry for the potty mouth, but yeah. like... Back it. It, kill, <laughs> it really upsets me. It actually really gets to me more than yeah. any other kind of... Uh, egregious. Yeah, it's your bag. Like that's your that's you, your thing. Yeah, yeah. It really kind of gets to me. Yeah. I, I don't know how to really talk about this film because you're right. So much of the story. I mean, Daniel Craig's doing stuff in for the character that a brilliant graduation from from Casino Royale. Yeah. I mean, what an emotion emotional performance. What a what a nicely defined arc and something for him to work to, yes. towards as well. And it's all there. Like, they've done a lot of work in this film and it is all 
present. It is simply that I can't fucking see it. It's skimmed over. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's it's not paid attention to. Pace. It's what a mess. I just yeah, yeah, it it's, sucks. It's a real dis. It just <laughs> it sucks. It disappoints me because the film is good. It is actually good. Mm. And and people... I remember at the time people going, oh, the pacing is a bit, you know, all over the place. The pacing's actually really well measured. The, the, the movie... Do you think? Oh, oh the yeah, way the story the, moves. The way the yes. story is yes. paced. The actual... Yeah. The way the story is actually paced is really nicely done. I know it's a little on the short side for a Bond film, but it's spending enough time in, in its relevant narrative plot points yeah it's just that yeah it's too quick within that the editing is simply too quick the amount of time allocated to that story point is sufficient yeah it's just that it's over edited yeah so you get this sense of like it's like a rapid heartbeat yeah and it's it's I find it impossible uh, for the most part in this film to feel settled Mm. yeah I feel like I'm constantly like another action scene's about to happen Something's going to happen. Oh, it's it's coming. I'm not going to, you know, yeah. sit with these characters. Whereas in Casino Royale, there was still tension there that something could happen at it's any sustained point. Tension. But yes, and it, there's those magic moments of like, just when Bond and Vesper are sitting at a table and talking. Mm. And yeah, this film doesn't have. We that. just spend time, and the energy of the of the cut is matching the energy of the fucking scene. That's yeah. right. You shouldn't see cuts. I mean, that's the old, yeah. the often you know stated thing. You do see cuts, obviously. Mm. You register them, but you shouldn't be aware of the edit. A sign of good editing is, is that, that it's invisible. You let it happen. That's you, the, you just you don't fight against it. That's yeah. the truism. I'm fight, from go to woe, I'm fighting against this edit. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to uh, straighten myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm just constantly knocked about. Uh, yeah, it's very distracting. But we've, we've remarked on it in other films, Connery's, Rogers, even Dalton's. You know, we love those little moments where we get just Bond in a space. Exactly. You know? yeah. And it usually comes when he's kind of sussing out a room or something like that. But these these moments of where we're afforded time. Yeah, it's, it's like even, even the ski sequence with Brosnan and Electra. Yeah, like beautiful. Just let it breathe and let us sit in that. We don't really get that opportunity in this film. No. No. And we're worse off for it, I find. Very much so. And we're also like not allowed to just focus on a scene. We're constantly cutting to oh, every, another yeah. place mm. or another person in the party. Who, and it's like, I don't care. I don't care it's if someone shot. is having a drink over there. Like, Why I know I that, to see that. I know that Bond is fucking there. Don't cut back to him. Let me just watch this fucking speech. There's another moment where uh, Felix is... There's a shot of Felix inserted to show that he's at the party. And it really kind of doesn't matter. Mm. It's like, why am I seeing this? What's the, that's he right, the perspective of the he, scene. Yeah, he, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't come in... He's not involved in the scene. Mm. Bond doesn't notice him. I shouldn't notice him then. Because I, I'm just not clear... It, it's constantly, I'm not clear what I'm supposed to know, if Bond knows it, if Bond's seen it. I mean, uh, one of the, the biggest examples of it in this film is that it took me years, years, to notice that uh, M doesn't get shot at the, at the start, oh, at the interrogation. It hits like the pole in front of her or something? It hits the pole. 
yeah. that it looks like because it's so fucking quick mm. it looks like M's been shot and I remember in the cinema going oh my god and then you don't really see you get one well, shot you of get her this running weird up the shot stairs. of her kind of dodding up the stairs yeah, it's like what you're running away from a high profile terror suspect as yes. well you're leaving him on the floor and the way that like because the design is brilliant and I love the costumes but because everyone is dressed very similarly in that mm. scene mm. I don't know who that is there's yeah. not an, there's nothing visually kind Everyone's of is showing me that oh that's that's M I would have hated to be on the production team on particularly on the camera team I mean the rate at which they would have had to have been moving to get all the damn shots that Forster's requested mm. like talk about overshooting a scene my goodness mm. like oh I can't imagine I imagine I can't imagine no, approaching no. a shoot they're for already fucking film. long films. Like they take a long time to. I was going to say, make. what's what was the what was the production schedule for this? It's like you know we've we've worked on films before. It's like usually you're shooting you know maybe two, three, maximum four minutes of usable footage a day. If you're very lucky. If you're yeah. really honking on a big pr- budget production like this, they're lucky to get a minute. That's in right. Camera. That's right. It's next to nothing. And then yeah, when you break this shit like, down for um, like a hundred setups, yeah. yes, for for what's going to translate to being a two minute action scene, yeah, you got a problem. Oh you got a problem goodness. in your production. Like yeah. you, you, as a producer, you're going, do we do we need to get this shot? Do we need to spend another two days getting? Don't we have this scene? Haven't we recorded him running from there to there? Mm. Why do we need? Why do I need to get these footsteps? Why do I need to get that ceiling? Why do I need to get get him passing by this pole? Mm. Like what a crazy amount of setups! So much, it's so much. Like oh, makes me sick. And some of it, <laughs> I don't. I, I still don't really understand why we're cutting into that footage of the horse, the horse race at Pampalo or whatever that place in Italy is mm. in Siena, Italy. And the horse, the horse race is called like the Pampolino or something. I don't know. There was, it'll be in fact check next week. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Google listeners at home. <laughs> um, uh, but we're coming to this horse race while the chase is happening. And I was like, I get that that's there to kind of establish that, oh, there's, that's what's happening above them. But why are we cutting in between it that much? This isn't... It's the hybridised motion. It's it, That's what he's gone for. Yeah, but it's, it's like... But this isn't... It's not even relevant to what is going no, on in the chase. it's not the time the and place for it. Yeah, this yeah. organised horse race has no similarity... It's literally ...to Bond chasing a man down to kill him. Yeah. There's nothing... Like... What the ho- their horses Bond and this guy are meant to be racehorses? Well, that's the statement you're making. It yeah. is the statement you're making. Yeah, like, oh <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> it's frustrating because we've spent quite a bit of time, particularly talking about John Glenn and and certainly Mr. Campbell and their, um, you know, their mastery of perspective. Yeah, yeah. And I think one thing that I took away from Casino Royale, in particular, the um, the little. Uh, video essay that I stumbled across that was mentioned earlier in the episode mm-hmm. um, was that the shots of particularly in Casino Royale and Martin's work it's like there's motivation there yeah you know everything's happening for a reason mm. whereas this film seems to be a prime example of just rampant does <laughs> it look pretty just it throw in. it in well the there's thing lack of motivation there has to be a motivation to cut mm. that is the rule of editing mm. And you it feels like the motivation behind this is simply to cut. 
to yeah. cut, to add that, another we have shot. That, That's the we motivation. We have that footage and we need to use it. Just use to it. To add that extra layer of density to the visual kind of rules mm. that, they, that they're using. You know, I, I think he's gone for this complicated feeling. This, I don't know, I don't know what appeals to him about it's it. It's so unlike any of his other films, too. Yeah. Because I remember when they first announced that Mark Forster was going to do this. You thought, oh, we're getting an I was like, house oh, film. fucking yes, we're getting more character-based shit. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're really doubling down on the whole, like, bond, deconstructing Bond and, and mm. examining him and kind His of... character. We're going to get acting. We're going to get good fucking acting. And Paul Haggis is back and the Purvis and Wade are back. Like, it's the Casino Royale team with this new guy who's known for doing character-based studies. Like, Finding Neverland and that. Mm. That's a beautiful fucking film. Mm. And then there's this. And nothing that he's made since feels like Like this? this? I haven't seen Machine Gun Preacher, but oh, I, I would actually, imagine it has the same editing is. techniques. Yeah, that yeah. probably is. Hmm. Well, I saw something of his quite recently. It was like Winnie the Pooh or something, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, the, the McGregor, new Winnie the Christopher Pooh, Robin, which is a delight. Yeah, it's I love lovely. It. Yeah. Where's that sentiment? <laughs> yeah. Where is it? He just mm. obviously misunderstands Bond, misunderstood Bond. Mm. Yeah, it may be. It's just, it's very, I find it really curious. It's a tough gig following up Casino Royale. It's, it's, it's yeah, it was gig. always going to be, it was always going to fall short of that. Yeah. But I don't think they did themselves any, any favours by going the route that they did. Because I did say in the preconceived notions at the start, I was like, oh, the editing doesn't really bother me that much. But watching it today, and particularly because when, when, well, when you were pointing out certain parts, I was like, no, you're right. I, I was there going, oh, maybe I can defend that. Maybe I can see. Maybe they're doing this for a reason. You know, is it really that jarring? And But uh, it was. It yeah. was. It was very... It's jarring by nature because yes. you're cutting to a different graphical property. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Every two seconds. Mm. There's a different makeup to the shot. The eyes spend more time adjusting than they do, or mine at least, spend more time adjusting than they do understanding what's actually yeah, happening. Yeah, and actually yeah. taking stuff in. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm finding it hard to recollect this film, I think, because it's just overstimulation. I'd like to Keep know, up. if you can do this for the fact check, mm. if there, the information is out there, how many cuts are in this film Ooh, versus yeah. how many cuts are in Craig's other films or, you know, yeah, whatever. Casino or exactly. Because mm, I think it would out. be double. It would be double, if not triple, the amount of shots. Oh, yeah. And it's half the length of Casino Royale. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what? Casino Royale's two and a half hours. This is an hour 40. I mean, it's not exactly half, but, you know. Yeah, because you, you said a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, let's talk look. about something that I think we all liked yes. in this film. Daniel Craig's performance as Bond. Where do you sit on it, Jake? Yeah, agreed. Agreed? Okay. Uh, absolutely. Oh, you I just think... gave me a look then as if you were like, don't put words in my mouth. You know, he was <laughs> trying to remember this. who Daniel Craig was. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. He's the blonde one. Yeah. Right. Is he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you say he's blonde? <laughs> absolutely. Look at his pop funko. No, that's his pop funko. What he's about blonde. actual Daniel Craig? Yeah, there was all that huge hysteria when, eyebrows? when he was cast. I think his hair's quite close to Roger Moore's. N- no. Well, see, we did say this actually in one of the um, in one of the episodes. He's Roger Moore's the that, fair Bond. Yeah, he has very fair hair. Mm. Very, and I was like, oh, that is weird that we got so het up. Yeah, you <laughs> realise he's just buying himself time here. 
Oh, this you is the whole bastard. <laughs> you <laughs> bastard. Answer the question. <laughs> and I have utilised this time oh, poorly. Damn it, time's up. <laughs> damn it. No, I think uh, to steal a phrase from But Mr. hang on, De- no, no, no. You know he's blonde, right? He's light. He's light. He blonde knows hair. he's blonde. He knows he's no, blonde. No, no, he's blonde. What are you, what, what are you doing to Full my brain? Blonde. No, he's like mousy brown. No, he's not. Like you? Yeah. Are you blonde? A bit like, no, I'm not blonde. Yeah, no, he's got lighter hair than I you. I throw blonde. Oh, do you? You throw blonde. <laughs> yeah, but I'm more you mousy brown. I throw shade. <laughs> you were gonna play, so you're going to plagiarise me. You were going to plagiarise me. Yeah, I'm going to plagiarise you and not reference you in my bibliography. Biblioteca. I can't remember the quote from Mr. Dick. Here we go. Paraphrase. No, it's a great graduation. From Casino Royale. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. For him, well you done, feel satisfied. Yeah, thank for, you. For Daniel. You feel yeah. satisfied that this is the right the right, um, right step for his bond? Yeah, his for bond? sure. I think he reinstates himself as, or reaffirms himself as the physical bond. I mm. think that was one thing that I took away from Casino was just, they really threw him through the ringer. Uh, he's an incredibly capable agent, capable actor, really. The oh, fact that he's God, doing yes. quite a lot of it. Um, but... You know, he's still got humour in there. He's well, still what got do you charm. think about the quips in this? What did, hang on. There's one element to Daniel Craig's performance that I couldn't quite put my finger on in this. Right. Oh, in this? In not this. In not, in, not in Royale. Okay. Um, Have we got to guess it or are you going to tell yeah. me? <laughs> if you'll allow me to, I can happily tell you. Because oh. um, I think you're going to say he's not very funny. No, that's not what I'm no, going to say. No, so, <laughs> Are you going to say... Shame on you. <laughs> he's too pouty. No. Oh, you a, did say that about him. There's a little bit of... It's just how his lips are. Yeah. It's like calling Angelina Jolie too pouty, which my mum always did. She had such a problem with Angelina <laughs> Jolie's lips and then and would not hear a good word about Angelina Jolie. I don't like her. Look at her I lips. don't like her as an actor. Look at her lips. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, don't, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Tell us, Darby, what is it? I don't Spit think I want out. to anymore. Spit I think you had your chance. Oh. Um, look, there, there's one when he lands on the bonnet of the car. He jump, and he goes, "You and I had a mutual friend." Yes. There's this sort of edge they try, or he tries, or whoever tried. The scriptwriters tried to inject into Craig's Bond, which is that element of of um, mischievousness or or brashness. I guess I don't know. There oh, seems to yeah. be something different about his Bond in this film, and that shots where I felt it. The most. The most. That you know. and I had a mutual friend. Yeah. Th- that's funny because I have always thought <laughs> with that moment, I'm like, it's just too rushed. It's such a, like... <laughs> it's wrong. It feels like you would say that line to him face to face. Yes. You know, you get him in the corridor mm. and you go, you and I have a mutual, had a mutual friend. Bang. Yeah. Like that kind of cold. I would have loved it in that sense mm. but because he jumps on the car and it's before speedy. he gets shot he's like you and I had a mutual friend back yeah. <laughs> I don't think he heard you James yeah, yeah, he's, he's very loud like, you, and he's dead he's not that time to register so quickly there's been 17,000 shots yeah. just <laughs> over that one line of dialogue it always makes me go a bit like mm. yeah, yeah there is this element but uh, yeah that there irks is, you does it that it does a little bit mischievousness I don't know I don't know mischievousness what it, mischievous mischievous Mischievous. His mis- he's, he's mischievous. 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 Ah, mischievous. Mischievous. Yeah, I feel the, the that um, that 
this is the closest that Craig gets so far mm-hmm. to being unflappable Bond. Okay. Do you think? Yeah. There, there's still a lot of danger to the stunts and, and physicality. And I love seeing him getting beaten and thrown around a little bit. But he, there's, I know he, I, I, I feel the sentiment of his Bond that he has gone a little bit rogue and he's got a, yeah, yeah. there's a mission of revenge and things are a little bit faster and looser and he doesn't really care who he hurts and he needs to learn these lessons. But I thought we learnt those. Well, see, that's, that's yeah, because I wouldn't say unflappable. One of the things that stood out the strongest for me in this viewing, which mm. I hadn't really seen before watching this film, um, was I was like, rather than being unflappable Bond, I was like, oh, you don't care if you die. Yeah, there's a bit of that. that he's, he's so, he has l- really kind of lost the will to live. The only thing that is keeping him alive, the only thing that stops him from turning it all in, is trying to figure out who the fuck put Vesper up to this. Mm. He's like, I'm going to fucking find these people and I'm going to kill them. Yeah. Like, there's there's this... Which is why that moment at the end with, um, with Camille, when she's like, you know, I wish I could set you free, but your prison's in there. Mm-hmm. And he snatches that kiss. There's just that moment of, of it's like, oh fuck. Feels like he's getting the will to live back again. And it's yeah, that also it. in that moment where it's like he's gonna he's gonna kill her. He's gonna put a bullet in her head because she doesn't want to die in the flames. Mm. And there's that element where you go, he's probably gonna do do himself in after that too. Mm-hmm. It was the first time, yeah, because I, I was, I had thought that about Craig's performance in Quantum before, where I was like, oh, he's a bit, a little bit action man, yeah, a, a bit, bit action man. But I was watching it today, and I was just like, oh fuck, yeah, you just don't want to be alive anymore. Yeah, no, there's definitely deep, deep layers to his performance. I mean, that's what I love about him. The stuff, him getting drunk on the plane, oh, and, and you know, there's yeah. there's so much beautiful stuff from Craig. But yeah, there, there's a, there's just like this little element that that shines through, where he becomes a little bit too. I guess it was it was getting hot at the time. The whole yeah, superhero yeah. thing, mm. you know, where he's kind of running through fire, and you know, but he does get hurt. So it's like they save it for themselves yeah, a little yeah. bit. But it just kind of I think I know what you mean. It's like, up a little bit, and the fact that he's flying this big jumbo jet, it's like. I'll see that in an old film. Do I believe it now? I don't know. I don't mm, know if I do. Mm. Yeah, right. You know, there's just that. Oh, that's funny. I've never had a problem with that. See, and yeah. I would say that's another moment where I go, oh, he's, he's not unflappable Bond. Like when the, he's struggling he's, with he's, it. He's like, come on, come on. Yeah. And he's like banging the fucking dashboard of this plane. He's like, fuck. But does he have to go straight up? Why does he stall it? Why does he, he stall it to go away? straight up? And why do they have to wait till last minute to, to deploy no, the shoot and not, all that he's stuff? He's not. I don't think he's trying to stall. He it. jumps out of a plane without yeah. a parachute. Well, like, because he gets pretty close to being. No, well, yeah, but I think he's he's doing that so that they reach an altitude that they can Safe jump enough out to jump. Yeah, for because sure. Because he does. He reaches behind his thing for a parachute, and he's like, "Fuck, I don't have one." Yeah. And now that the plane's stalling, it's like. But just the I've fact that the film goes there. Yeah, I think I think that moment would be so much better in the hands of a Martin Campbell, mm. where I would I'd be allowed to see that moment of there'd almost be her going, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like it's and then she's tossed out of the plane with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
just have that moment of what mm. would be what would be the alternative um avoiding that kind of bombast just not getting just not not going there keep it keep it on the ground I mean, what Casino Royale did so well is it kept it all so real. And this film, the car chase is real. The um, the, the the chase through with the after Mister White's interrogation. Oh yes, Sunday. It's yeah. very real the yeah. way they had the stunt. The boat team. chase. The boat chase is very real. Yeah, it's all it's all very real except for it just gets a little too high stakes. Yes, yeah. I I think I know. Yeah, I I don't think I have the same problem with that scene, but yeah. I do have a problem with that scene. I did mm. mention that I was like, I always fucking forget that this sequence is in the film. Mm. And the only reason it is in the film is because Mark Forster was obsessed with having an action set piece based around all four of the elements. So oh. he wanted earth, air, wind. Yes. Water and fire. Yeah. And oh we've got God. earth with the foot chase. We've got water with the boat chase. We've got fire with the at the end. And then we've got the fucking air wind. Well and done, Mark. Their you, powers you combined. You did it. <laughs> they did it. Captain Planet. <laughs> you did it, mate. Now, yeah. now what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like, all right. He's in bloody wanker. <laughs> it's a bit, it is a bit I hope wanky. he listens to this. It is a bit wanky, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Funnily enough, as as get out, get out. didn't want to come out then. Yeah. <laughs> as as many problems as I have with Mark Forster, I still don't have this that level of kind of vitriol that I feel for like Tamahori. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because at least the stories. Yeah, and being a story, and what he's getting out of. I know he's working with extraordinary actors in this film, mm. but. The performances that he has gotten out of them, that there's a credit to him there. Mm. Yeah, because that's that scene with Mathis uh, on the in the Italian lakes. Oh yeah, whatever. at his house, at his place. Brilliant, gorgeous. I was just like, oh man, why is this not in the film more? Mm. Why are we not taking more moments to sit to down have and that? have these exchanges? Yes. Like those performances, I was just like, "Oh fuck!" And some of that has to be attributed to Mark Foster. Oh, for sure, has yeah. to be for sure. He's, we know that he's good with actors. Yeah, from his other work. You know? Yeah, his true. Other films. Um, it's tough, but uh, when I talk about Bond in this film, mm. I, I I agree with you in terms of that kind of graduation from Casino Royale. Um, I really loved his performance in this today. Mm. I got something out of this film today that I've never gotten out of it before. I've been affected by it before, but I was really quite emotionally invested yeah. in James Bond himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I th- heartbroken when Mathis died. It's great. Yeah. I mean, this is the, the, gives credence to this idea of continuing an arc. Because when you yeah. see an arc continue so well as it does from Casino to Quantum, you're like, well, sure. Yeah, continue the arcs over these films. If this is the payoff, it can, we can really see some growth and development and new, a new normal, a new status quo for James Bond. I'd love to see a slightly new status quo every film. Yes, that he arrives at. Yes. You know, I think that's cool. And Skyfall does it. It's a new status quo. Oh my god, yes. Spectre. I don't think I'm ready for that scene. Yeah, who knows? <sighs> if I was a mess with Mathis, my goodness. Um, but it's just like watching him as an actor 
he does so much just when he's being stoic. Mm. Like when he is just stone-faced. I'm not watching someone give that kind of wooden, nothing-going-on, stone-faced, tough guy. Brosnan cool. Yeah, or like Lazenby had a bit of that, I Mm. think. Lazenby had a bit of like, oh yeah, there's nothing going on behind. You're just very, you know, stone-faced. Yeah. But I'm watching him in this, and if it's just, it's like a clench of the jaw or a twitch of an eyebrow. or still alive. Yeah, you see things... Wound him microscopically, mm. almost. There's um, still stuff going in. That's yes. the thing. You get some actors that do uh, that attempt this kind of stoic persona, and it is they just put the wall up. Yeah, they're not you listening. Go, oh, there's nothing going yeah. in or out. Mm. But at least with Craig, you notice that he's receiving everything, yeah. and he's being affected by it. But what yeah. he's giving back is very minimal. He doesn't Controlled. give much away. Mm. And I love his scenes opposite Dench in this oh, film oh they're fantastic that relationship really evolves I had such I had such great fun watching those two play off each yeah. other this film just oh, fantastic fantastic work in the minutia just in terms of it's it's funny because I don't feel like I've been able to talk about any of the other Bond films pre the Craig era mm. with this level of like oh my acting nerds come out you yeah, know what I yeah, mean yeah. whereas I watch the Craigs and I think that's something that I really appreciate about the Craigs is that there's great work going on. From everyone. From everyone. Yeah. Mm. It's Even not like just... Felix Slider, oh, Jeffrey Wright, yes. whenever he appears, it's like, <laughs> oh, the dude's yeah. growing right in front of your eyes. Yeah. He's becoming a slightly different person. And that's the another second. relationship yeah. that I fucking love, is that we're seeing the formation of them mm. being friends, mm. but also kind of having to work against each other a little bit. Yeah. 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 Like that scene at the bar... I think I think Daniel Craig is very good in that because the way he talks with Felix, I do get that thing of like, oh yeah, yeah, you talk to him differently than you do other people Anyone in this else. film. There mm. is this kind of, it's not the perfect friendship yet. Oh, it's a bromance, it, but it's, it's, a, it's yeah. something budding there. They're yeah. on the level. Yeah, yeah. And when Jeffrey Wright, um, when Felix Leiter, sorry, kind of drops the act. In the uh, in the bar, and he's like, "How long have I got? Thirty seconds." Well, that doesn't give us much time, then, does it? And then Felix Slater kind of, you just watch Jeffrey Wright do that that transition so seamlessly mm. of him essentially going, "Okay, this is everything you I can get you. You know, this but is this is the information, but you actually have to go." Yeah, yeah. And then move your ass. It's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> From Langley, <laughs> it's, back. He's he's great, yeah, so. and I I it sucks that he's not in Skyfall or Spectre. Mm. It does. He's mentioned in Spectre, mm. and when they mention him in Spectre, I'm like. <laughs> but they also kind of something I've never noticed before. Felix Slater gets a promotion in this film. Yes, he's promoted to station chief. Yeah, to David of South role. America. Yeah, to mm. David. Oh, yeah, Gregory Beam. David mm. up is fantastic in this. He is. <laughs> yeah. he's he's before great. he was a big name. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Way before mm. his Hellboy wasn't very good, but I've heard, I've heard. Um, no, I look. I could, I could do a podcast just about Daniel Craig, but we shouldn't. <laughs> um, our pre-title sequence—that's <clears throat> probably the only sequence in the film where I was like, the editing works for what's happening. It's still too it. much. I accept, but it. Mm. with the frenetic kind of. Fuck! Yep. It's throwing you into this car chase. Yeah. 
I was just like, yeah, we all think we'd be able to like do all this defensive driving and blah, blah, blah. But really, that kind of quick cut, not really seeing what's going on. That's what it would be it's like. Probably the experience. You're being shot at. Mm. There's a truck that's pierced through your fucking door. You know, there's fucking debris everywhere up on the, like you just it would be that yeah and then to see Bond coolly and calmly like just oh, oh he's so fucking good <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it, that is the moment where I'm like yeah the editing's great in that fucking scene like I'm just like well, yeah that, that gives me something that's the classical that's what Jen John, Jen Jen Glenn <laughs> Jen Glenn that's what John Glenn pioneered Ah, oh, yeah you know, yeah this, very true this very quick, true this quick cutting action scene and there are there are times to deploy it yeah. yeah, it works in in that opening. Yeah, you're right. For the Peter most Hunt part. did it too. As yeah, well. yeah, Peter Hunt did it as well. It, is, it isn't new. It's just that they were reserved for moments. But when Bond is walking into a hotel, we don't need to be going a million miles yeah. a second. Can I fucking see him do that? Come on. Can I see him do that cool fucking balcony hop? Yes. Yeah. Do I need four different? Dap, 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 dap. It's like, oh well, great. I'm sure I something cool happened then. Love is gone. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the audience isn't allowed to enjoy the movie. No, no, nope, yeah. nope, moving yeah. on. So, yeah, no, 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 you've had it. You've had your fun. You had Casino Royale. You get this now. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> no, I want to enjoy this one. Stop putting salt on it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I would say, you know, in terms of the content and, and the way that the pre-title sequence so neatly ties into Casino Royale... Oh, just the cars and the scenery. It's my, it's up there as being one of my favorite pre-title sequences yeah, in a Bond yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic me too. Bond. Yeah, mm. me too. The the one thing that I always get a bit like because it's meant to be, it starts like it's meant to be like half an hour after the events of Casino Royale because mm. he's got Mister White in the boot. So why is he in a different suit? Uh, why is he? Yes, and they've. <laughs> it's because Tom Ford came on board with the suits of this film. Yeah. Um, and you look at it and you're like, okay, so that's Tom Ford's approximation of the Brioni suit that he wears at the end of Casino. And I'm like, is it, are we really that precious that you couldn't just let him wear that same suit? Just for continuity's sake. For fucking continuity's sake. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We are. We are precious about our brand integration. <sighs> yeah, yes. <laughs> People pay a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Brought to you by Stabstock. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 sponsor. no. We don't have a sponsor. Um, Jake. Yeah. You've got a sponsor. What do you think? Do I? <laughs> oh, he yeah. Needs yeah, one. but that's a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm not drinking today, am I? No. no, no. no. Uh, had a big one last night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> He's dusty on the podcast today. We'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. Uh, pre-title sequence? Yeah, pretty bloody spectacular. Oh, thanks, Jake. Mm. Great. Great oh, work. Eater. Eater what? Moving on. Yeah, what do you right. think of the car? Yeah, great car. Oh, I think it's my favourite Aston Martin. It's a pretty damn mm. good looking Aston. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Oh. And that's, that's even beat the shit. It looks great. It's, it's now a, like what a twelve-year-old car. Yep. And wow, it doesn't look it. No, no. Put me in that today. <laughs> <laughs> is it black though, or is yeah, it black... is it gunmetal grey? That's kind uh, of because that's something actually be about the, the Oh, don't start this. <laughs> <laughs> don't start this. Come here, come here, It's got skis know, on the roof. Yeah. Burgundy. Um, it was Cubby's car, but well, then... it's something that, and I think you mentioned this at one point in the film that 
pointing at Jake. The colour grade, mm. I think it's just a little overdone in, in places where mm. stuff like that, where I can't really tell what the colour of the car is. I'm like, it's because I'm, all the blacks are crushed. I'm simply thankful that considering the time at which this film was made, the colour grade isn't worse. Yes, because it could have been it could have just been, blue and that yes. teal. It could, have been, it could have been much too much. Yeah, yeah. It could um, have been Transformers. Like, yeah, but yeah. It, it graduates again from it the Casino Royale. It does palette. get close to um, Transformers, though, at the um, Green Planet party. Yes. When everyone looks like Everyone's they've got orange. Trump's tan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's still popular, that approach. Still popular. Is it? Yeah. That grade, that heavy grade. That heavy, but, but it's more direct to video now, I notice. Oh, yeah, right. Like the Netflix kind of. Yeah, look. yeah, yeah. Netflix does have that yeah, look. All do, those Netflix do. movies kind of look like yeah, that, yeah, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, the world's moved on, Commander Bond. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that pre title sequence. I defended it last week. Mm-hmm. I actually found it a little harder to defend today, was the actual title sequence. What? Where? How did you feel about it? I gotta say, when I hear that, I get so amped. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but the singing's not. The singing loses it. The song. I know we're not talking about the song yet, are we? Well, we can talk we can about it. It's part of the title sequence. Um, I like this. We make the rules. I like. Screw, yeah. screw you. Yeah, <laughs> they're meant to be broken. I think this title sequence is more in the world of the James Bond title sequence. Than Casino Royale. Still, really? Yeah, I do. Oh, it felt less to me. Mm. Well, we differ. We differ. Yeah, there. we do differ there. Um, the motion tracking was a little dodgy. Yeah. It was kind of. They were obviously well, trying things with this 3D camera, but when they pan over the top, you don't seem to be able to anchor your, your figure to a point. I wonder, though, if that may be the restoration of this film. No, no, no. It's the motion tracking. It's the way it the, is. the little guys Because there's, there's moments in the film where I'm seeing double of the image and it looks like the, the triple, th- of, the triple image. of the image yeah, when, he, yeah. when he pulls up in the boat. There's oh, the two plane. heads I Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. No, I think that's a different issue. Oh, so that's, that wouldn't cause that same... Because no. I, was, I was noticing even myself. I was like, well, have we dropped a fucking frame here? No, it's simply how they... It's because they, want, they have this little figure standing on the ground and they want to move up and around and over him yeah. so they create that 3D camera move but oh, they haven't but been able to correctly anchor him because yeah. he's moving forward at the same time so it's been a little bit too much well, well. Yeah, they couldn't quite figure out the way <laughs> yeah. that the, the, yeah, right. the physics worked they were pushing the tech to the limit yeah yeah but yeah. I think it's nice I think it, it evolves I like the Sandy sequences a lot I like the uh, the use I like of the women in the scene. I like the that women. I like the kaleidoscopic like. effects I like the I think it's called a zoetrope I, I thought the kaleidoscopic effects actually Worked the least for me, right? Mm. I, I like the zoetrope. I mm. think it's called that. The, that one of those first things, like the early animation, the early animation the horse, tools. The horse you know, the what? There's like the you know, sun the in the middle. Oh and yes, the girls yes. going around and they create an animation. That's I right. thought that was really nice. Um, there are some things I don't like in it, but um, I like Craig's presence in the title sequence. I think it's pretty nifty. I don't know. I think it complements the film as well. I think it works for the film. Mm. Doesn't it's not a bad title sequence in my opinion. Uh, it's not a bad one, no. Mm. But the song, I can't give me the riff. Just give me that tasty, tasty well, riff. Well, I've got the, I've got the. Hang on, I'm going to grab the CD here, folks, for the soundtrack for this. So I've got the Quantum of Solace soundtrack here. I mean, I've got all the David Arnold soundtracks on CD. But this is this was the Jack White Alicia Keys mm-hmm. standalone release for the title song, mm-hmm. and it came with. 
the album version of it and just an instrumental version. Because I think people knew that the real gem in this is the the music. Get rid of those horrible lyrics. The music's gorgeous. The music's extraordinarily good. It fucking gets me going. Do, 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 do. But then like when she says suit him up, bang, bang. Yeah. I'm like, what? What is that? And look, I'll defend the Man with the Golden Guns title song till the cows come home. I know that's silly. But so is the film, and it kind of works with that song. Mm. But fucking this, and it's just like the lyrics of this are just, it's like word game, word association games. Mm. It's like uh, a door left open. All right. Um, a woman walking by. Yeah. A man by his side. Yep. Uh, someone you think you can trust? It's just uh, another way to die. Here we go. We've we got to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't rehearse that. <laughs> um, yeah, I find that song uh, ages worse and worse. Yeah. I think as time uh, we didn't lie. I remember the time we had a problem with it. Yeah, yeah. I had to. I was lying to myself trying to be like no no I, I re- you know what I, I, I no I actually I've kind of really lied. I like this <laughs> no I kind of I do I do <laughs> you like the music Brandon. yeah you, you like, don't the, like the song you don't like the song <laughs> <laughs> what about you Mr. Jake Spear Mr. I, didn't I like you know it my was name. fine no it's yeah. atrocious oh there you go. No, should you. be banned should be should banned, be banned. Oh, it always takes it too far oh, it's wow. terrible it's a terrible song it's not it, a fun song it's not a bun song. What about the tasty, tasty riff? They have, they <laughs> have Alicia Keys. Yeah, I know. One of the most incredible vocalists still going. Yeah, and they've got her speak singing, basically mm. rapping, mm. which doesn't belong in a bun song. No, and Jack White's vocals aren't necessary on there as well. Just have him do the music. There was this you did huge, a great job, man. Yeah, there was this huge thing of them going. It's the first duet for a bun thing. It's like, is that, what is that a duet? <laughs> it's the last duet. Yeah, it's not harmonic. Mm. Harmonious. Harmonic. Uh, look, I think I need, to, I need to drink to make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I need to call my sponsor. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I am I'm with you on that. Mm. Is it your least favourite Bond theme? Ooh. No. There'd be other there'd be other Dino duds the out there. Me. There's other duds Dino, out yeah, there. Yeah, Dino Day's worse than worse than that. This that is very, has no bond in it at all. For me, this is very low on the list. Fair. Fair. That's a fair call. What about David Arnold? This is his last one. Oh, I wish it wasn't. No, I, I wish it weren't. 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 Twerent. Weren't. Twerent. Um he's a good man, David. <sighs> he's mm. just got a good handle on the whole world, doesn't he? He just knows how to incorporate. He knows how to light motif. Mm. Yeah. He's yeah, he, j- he, he he just goes. He reminds you it's a Bond film when mm. you desperately need it at points. Actually, and fills in some emotional little does some work for for James. Yeah, yeah. some work for the Without characters. Slapping you over the head with it. Yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, I I think he's brilliant, and and it's a shame that I don't think we're ever going to get him back. Don't never say never again. Oh, look Brandon. out! Fuck, we have to watch that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> if you think if you think this has got a bad Bond song, never say never again. That is just oh, atrocious. No. Can't wait. 
I reckon Ooh. it'll have a good title sequence though. It doesn't. It doesn't have one. Oh really? <laughs> no, it plays over the opening scene. It's so bad. Oh, <laughs> you are just not what prepared for how bad. <laughs> never say never again. It's all right. Okay. Um, okay. We might get David back. Who knows? Yeah, we'll He's get a young him back. Man. He, he is, he is. But they'll like, want to bring back that, that heart, that spirit when they get a new Bond because everything will feel all different and new. So I go, just, let's get David. I just feel like now that we've got Hans Zimmer and also having had Thomas, Thomas Newman. Newman for two, mm-hmm. we're now kind of, it's something that the Craig era has kind of done where it's a bit like, well, prestige. not everything has to be prestige. Mm-hmm. It's an Oscar winner doing this. It's an Oscar winner doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, David Arnold, I think, probably deserves an Oscar. But he doesn't have one. Yeah. And I... Just having Hans Zimmer in it just kind of goes, oh, okay, so now we're dealing... We're in that territory now. You know, Hans Zimmer's yeah. a great composer. <clears throat> I think he'll do a fantastic job. Do you? Yeah, I think he will. Mm. I think he will. Because he's written some of my favourite... Mm. Some of my favourite film music. His Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, I just am like, oh. When I hear that, I'm just instantly taken back to that first time in the cinema, like, they're almost like the indie films for me. Or that yeah. fir- the, the first two. The uh, first one. Yeah. First one. The first one. It was our Indiana Jones. It yeah. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I will say this. I had a feeling with this film that it's very Nolan. Nolan? Do you think? It, oh, felt, it felt Dark Knight. It felt Inception. Oh, wait till next week. Really? There was just that feeling of like, this feels yeah. like a kind of... <laughs> A sign of the time, maybe. I don't know. That it was like a feeling. Of, yeah, and, this and, is the thing about these films. They're still susceptible yes. to trend. Yes. To trend. Mm. Even though we've we got, no, we're a new James Bond. We don't doing the old thing anymore, but we'll still do the old thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I even felt that, I felt that in the, in the um, pre-title sequence. Even in that car chase. Uh, oh, like, really? There's an element of the, what film am I feeling here? And it was like... Dark Knight, Inception. It's tricky uh, with with Nolan though because his films just come from they this. reference the Bond films. Yeah, like constantly. I saw the trailer for Tenet. Yes, mm, um, looks good. Yeah, it looks interesting. Mm. Um, but I was watching it. And I was like, there, there's a this is a Bond film in reverse with time travel, <laughs> <laughs> like, which is <laughs> essentially what Inception is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, James Bond in your brain. <laughs> James Bond in your scary, scary nightmares. Um, I mean, yeah, the ending of Bloody Inception is the ending of Honor Majesty. Yes, yeah, that's right. It's glorious. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's funny you got that feeling. I don't know. I think because Skyfall feels very Nolan to me. I th- Yeah. That I, that I go, that, that's the Nolan Bond type. Yeah. It's even more yeah, no, I agree, I agree more with you on that. The, the Bourne world. I think it is. It's more in the mm. Bourne world. Nolan had definitely influenced what was happening by this time. He was he was a man on the move. The Prestige. Oh, yeah. 2008. Well, The Dark Knight came Batman out the same begins. year as this. I thought yeah. ba- Batman Begins. Mm. Insomnia. Yeah. Um, Look at this photograph. What was that one called? Nickelback. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Memento. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> um, yeah, this this film was giving me born. It yeah. was this was this was responding to born for sure. It's tricky Visually, too because of that bloody balcony chase. All the balcony oh, stuff. Yeah. Come on, the fist, the way the fist similar. fights are cut together. Yeah, using the environment, but also the way in which Scissors. also the way in which action 
scenes appeared. You know, you, you kind of have Born enter a room and he's attacked. Yes, yes. You know, yeah, out yeah, of nowhere, yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. That's what was happening Surprise in this Surprise nail scissors. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it was so Born. It was mm, so Born. Yeah. So I think you're entirely wrong. Oh, yeah, not Nolan. Born. Well... Hey, Sarah, Sarah. Nolan wouldn't overcut like this. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. If anything, Nolan would hold on to something for too long. Yeah. He'd just kind of go, yes. <laughs> Pan in quicker. Should Nolan direct a Bond film? Absolutely, he should. See, I'm coming around to the idea of no. I think he should. I think he'd do a great job. But he'd have to do a new Bond. But uh, the trick is, the thing is... He'd want to do the whole trilogy thing, though. I yeah. think he'd very much want it to be his, his thing. thing. He's a real... What's uh, wrong with that? John Glenn. Terrence well, no, no, but... Yeah, but it's no, not but, a bad thing. But uh, I mean more in terms of the control of the production. Mm-hmm. So you, he, would, he would write it, or his brother would write it, or whoever does the scripts nowadays for Nolan films. It, it would just be Nolan's team, and you wouldn't have the Bond family with it but Do I don't know, know if you mean? even have who's the Bond, the Bond family, family now well we've still got oh fuck he'd probably use um, Gary Powell and that the stunt team mm. yeah but he, you're right actually maybe there isn't a Bond family as much anymore yeah I mean I it's think just Nolan Michael would be a good man to, to, to my thing is like Nolan damn would, it we really have lost the family mm, Nolan would start a franchise really well with a new Bond but then I think that particular franchise unless he did them all would get bogged down Right. I think it wouldn't be able to redo it again. It wouldn't be able to capture what yeah. he did in the first one. Like, that would be my feeling. He sets us off the same way the Casino Royale sets us on a course and then everyone else is kind of like, oh, well, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Mm. You know? And I think there's a part of me too with, with Nolan where I'm just like, oh, but the fact that he hasn't made a Bond film means that his films have that Bond feel. Which I don't want to lose, like, and in I a wonder way, if it's he a, has done a Bond yeah, because he's doing his own thing inspired. Bond. He has said he wants to do one. Yeah, if, I think, if, if and only if he can do his own. Yes, yeah, because there was something way. about him doing a trilogy, I think, as well. Yeah, right. And the, the producers were like, "Nah, no, 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 no. It's it's pretty much like one and done. Um, two maybe. Yeah, two maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam." Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I love David Arnold's score in, in this. I think I have since the film came out. That was one of the things that I loved the most when I saw it in cinemas was just how much I loved the score. I love that he brings Vesper's theme back yeah. when when uh, Mathis has that just heartbreaking scene where he's like, forgive her, oh. forgive yourself. And then he starts to say forgive again. He goes, F-, and he he's lost his breath. He can't take a breath. It's just like, oh no. Oh, what was he going to say? Like, yeah. he wasn't finished. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Daniel Craig's fantastic in that scene, too. Yeah, that's a I great can... scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, his, his, his work is brilliant. And I, I really miss him. I think Thomas Newman did really great stuff in Spectre and, and Skyfall. I think his score is. Spectre's is, not hasn't been well received though the score has it well or? yeah n- yes and no mm. because there is this kind of thing in the community where people are uh, and this is contentious so I apologise if I offend you here but um, I <laughs> I'm already offended uh, oh, well, um, is that it's like oh well he kind of just reuses the the Skyfall 
score. And I bought into that for a while, I must say. I was like, yeah, he did. But then I was thinking about it. I think um, John Williams, not that one, uh, who occasionally appears on the James Bond on James Bond radio. Mm-hmm. He's a music aficionado um, when it comes to Bond in particular. Right. Um, and he was like, yeah, okay, but so did Arnold. And so did Barry. I mean, they're using the Bond theme in every bloody thing. Like... Mm. Do you get angry at David Arnold for using Vespa's theme again in Quantum of Solace? That's a reused cue. Mm. I do understand some people like the 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 opening of um, of Spectre in the with the helicopter fight. The score is very very similar to a another piece of action music. I think the Komodo dragon fight in Skyfall. Right, and you're like, oh, okay, this is that's very similar without it being a heart like. Without it kind of Bring referencing a something, yeah, yeah. callback. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of the a hark. Word. You were going to say hark. I was going to say an, a hark back. What the <laughs> fuck is a hark back? Well, a, hark. A hark. It harkens back to to your hark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but y- y- yes, uh, I I think Thomas Newman and that have done good. But uh, I do miss the flavor. I miss the things that that Arnold was experimenting with <clears throat> in Casino. And quantum. Mm. There's something, and he said in he said in an interview wasn't recently that he's like, I've always got a pencil sharpened for Bond if they ever come calling again, and that he was saying uh, that in Quantum of Solace he was very deliberately setting up what he was kind of thinking of as Craig's score, right. like the Daniel Craig theme. Mm. Yeah. Wow! And Damn. you can hear it actually in the way that he kind of um, he's he uses the Bond theme without using it mm. it's like this variation on the yeah, bottom I heard thing. It. yeah yeah and um, there's another one where it's like it's this weird like theme that keeps popping up through it and I'm like oh it's very on the go Bond's mm. moving and I was like oh yeah fucking all of that like I would have loved to have seen how that would have evolved mm. with Craig that's Absolutely. something because yeah. you mm. do feel there is a sense with Skyfall as good as it is that there's a little bit of like oh no 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 none of the new stuff we're kind of looking back a bit here mm. we're gonna do the stuff you know here's the DB5 again and rah, 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 it's got machine guns and rubbish um, <laughs> <laughs> it is I think it's it, it, they kind of chucked a lot of the, the stuff out like M's office is different in every fucking film she's in in the Craigs. Yeah. yeah. It's completely different. Where did all that computer technology go? The computer table. Now? All that cool stuff with the... I mean, look, I'm not completely sad to see it go, but, like, the weird lines that would, like... People don't refit their and... offices that often. No way! <laughs> oh, every 20 years, if you like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a government department. <laughs> Come on. I don't like the, uh, the, uh, the tech design in Quantum. I don't think it's aged well. Yeah, mm. yeah. See, I, there's something about it that I that I do like. I'm not like I'm not I said. I'm not, I'm not sad to see it go. No, but um, there is something at at the time it worked. A lot of video games were doing well. That the Bond stuff. video games utilize it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Quantum of Solace game through to 007 Legends. All the menus I like that are designed in that theme. Mm. Mm. But then Skyfall comes out because the the last James Bond game came out in 2012. And Skyfall came out and we went back to... I mean, look, 
the classic office is the office I want. Yes. Yes. Give me that. I mean, we she bloody do really it in our fan fiction. <laughs> she was in like designed rooms. So yes. Like really. Which didn't white feel like and the MI6 and building. No, yeah. it doesn't, does it? It's like. We're I know what place. the outside of the MI6 building looks like. Yeah. It's not that. not that. That's the woman's weekly headquarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It looks a bit like a magazine. It's yeah, yeah. Like the headquarters for Vogue. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Look, I just missed David Arnold, all right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Well, let's talk about the villain and, and his plot, yeah. I suppose. Well, great plot. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. I liked it. I really dug it. Mr. I don't think I really responded to him all that much at the time because we'd just come off the sheaf. Yeah. And it was like, well, they better they better top that. Yes. And you get a bit of a nothing villain. Or he's, he's, he's seen... He, yeah. He's quite restrained, isn't he? He's yeah. actually doing good work. I, I was watching so, this yeah. time. This is the most that I've enjoyed his performance. He's fucking mm. creepy. He's he creepy. Yellow teeth. Yeah. Really pale. Lizardy mannerisms. And it feels like he doesn't get outside. Yeah, mm. and it's malnourished. It's like he can bulge his eyes out. Like mm. like he pushes them out, <laughs> out from their, their sockets. sockets when he want. Like when he like really like gets angry. It's like yeah. It's quite. It's a. I found it very affecting. He is a much more kind of subdued subdued villain though. I quite liked him. Actually. I liked him I too. Find, I found I think him to be more of a henchman, in a sense. For a qu- for quantum, for, for he's kind of like he's like, kind of like number two. He's like Yago or what's his name? Oh oh oh. Uh, yeah, in Thunderbolt. Yeah, in Thunderbolt. Yeah, Lago. Yeah, Lago. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like a number two, sort of doing yeah. doing the business yeah, the main down villain. here on the ground. Yeah, yeah. works for the bigger organisation. Mm. I really got a sense of that this mm. time. Mm. Yeah, I loved. Ah, I loved the way they were building up quantum. I really love so it. So did I. Like, God. they were doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, they were. That meeting at the that meeting at the opera. Oh, it's fantastic! What a way to do that! Oh, what a brilliant. way to do the the clandestine meeting. Like, that's the brilliant. old, that's the old boardroom of Thunderball. Yeah, yes. it's now happening publicly, publicly, in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. Because how do you get a meeting of these high? Powered, high-profile people together who should never be meeting, who shouldn't be meeting at the opera without it looking suspicious. Yeah, they're going mm. to a fucking opera. Mm. Like that's just cool shit. That's, that's right. cool modern-day spy shit. Well, well considered, well thought out, planned. Because yeah. mm. you've got a good alibi. Like if they were all going to bloody the back of you know Largo's humanitarian aid office, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, they yeah. are in Thunderball. Yeah. Nowadays, there's cameras everywhere. They'd mm. be followed by paparazzi. Mm. Why is the an advisor up? to the Prime Minister meeting with this guy over here? In a exactly. shady back room. Yeah, yeah, why are they all together in this mm. building? What's going on? Mm. But that's a perfect alibi at the it's opera. It's fantastic. And it's cinematic. Mm. It's stunning. The scale yeah. of it is beautiful. It's great to watch. It's thrilling. Yeah. Put it in a Bond film. That's one of the only moments of the kind of like the artsy-fartsy... Uh, you know, art house filmmaking that I really like. It's quiet. Oh my god! Yes, mm. when they when they stand opposite each other in that corridor, he comes down the stairs, and they and they stop. The way that Dominic Green looks at him, it's like that's the eyes coming it, out of yeah, the sockets. The eyes coming out. He he's actually he has that moment of like, oh fuck, and then he's like. oh no I can get him because I've got more people mm. it's like he goes oh it's him there's just this great little scene happening there there's mm. great tension between those two and Daniel, then it's Daniel Craig is perfect in that moment too but then, then it's cut. but I love I actually love it when it goes into the music from 
Tosca. Tosca. Yeah. That's the scene where she kills, you know, she kills the husband. Well, see, it's like, do it once, man. You can't have your cake and eat, and eat exactly. it too. Exactly. That's the horse racing thing. Exactly. Mm. You know, he planned for it here and it made sense. So yes. I think they went, well, I can eject a little bit of this at the start as well. Well, and there's that thing, because with that horse racing stuff, is that. Let's call it nonsense. They, yeah, it is. It is nonsense. <laughs> But it's a very famous horse race. It's like the Pampelona. I can't remember what it's called, but it's called a horse race and it starts with P. See you in fact, Pam- Pampelona is it? Yeah, it could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds right. But it wasn't on during the time of filming. So they when, faked it? No, no. They filmed it well before production huh. had properly started. So they huh. sent the camera crew down and they got all this footage of the horse race and everything like that. Um, and there's probably another element of, well, we paid for that, so... Better use it. Put it in the movie. Mm. Put it in. We've got the footage. Put it in. Because, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it is so over overcut to... Overdone. Yeah. Take it out of the oven! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like Dominic Green. He gets a bad, bad rep. Why does he? I don't know. I think, I think because he's, he's a not... a fine villain. Yeah, I guess he's probably not the most memorable. You know, he's, he's, the, he's one of the least villainy villains. Yeah, well, I would actually say, well, yeah, less, yes, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. villain. Yeah, no mustache twirling. Yeah, but in real terms, he's probably the most villainous. Well, it's the most realistic it's plot like, we've come across. Yeah, mm. he's crippling nations. Yeah, and he is buying up. Invi- uh, land for environmental. He's hiding behind this environmental organization, but he's selling forests off for logging and stuff. Mm. It's like Jesus, this guy's like, he could do some serious fucking damage yeah. to not just a group of people, the whole world, entire mm. nation. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it's all tied in with quantum, which is, yeah, I, I, it, it sucks is. It's that they, they got rid of him. Uh, it does, especially because when they bring Spectre back doesn't really work it doesn't really work and it's also like they do this whole thing of like Spectre was responsible for everything all of the things that time you grazed your knee yes that Spectre. was me it was me James Dorth of all your pain <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like what hang on Quantum's a, a subsidiary of Spectre yeah that makes sense why why do you have a subsidiary what are you for tax purposes <laughs> Are you declaring this volcano land? Like, what, what, what's what's going on here? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Mm, they should have kept it as quantum. Green doesn't have a defect. Does he have a physical defect? He's yellow teeth. Ah, yeah. No, he doesn't. And I think they, I think they did that on purpose. Mm. Yes, they did because Matthew Amalric, who plays Dominic Green. Mm-hmm. He said when he was like, oh, I'm going to play a Bond villain. He's like, oh, I thought they What's were going to give me like a scar or a blah, blah, blah. And, oh, fuck, this has just come back to me. Um, and he said, no, no, no. Mark Forster said this. No, no, your thing is your eyes. And that's that's the whole thing. His thing is like, he's, he's just got, got these fucking eyes. insane intense eyes. Yeah, they were very much like, no, 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 we're not giving the villain a deformity here. Like, we're, we're kind of getting away I from I reckon that. he would have been let down by that. I reckon he would have... Yeah. Inside, he would have been like, no, yeah. really? Well, they, all the other crates have had it. 
all the other crags have had it. Yeah, they've the kind of, yeah, the jaw with it. silver. With silver, yeah. I wonder if that, I don't think that's going to hold up because I don't think it didn't that help. It hold didn't hold up. up. It didn't look good in the cinema. Yeah, no. I remember that was like, ooh, ooh no, no. Put it back. <laughs> the thing that also I don't think is going to hold up with Skyfall are those fucking CGI faces on the stunt men for the motorbike chase in oh, Istanbul. Yeah. Yeah. They've put and the Komodo like, dragon. Uh, oh yes, yes. My goodness. Mm. Because that didn't look convincing in the, in the cinema either. I don't remember. The face remapping. Yeah, it's like yeah. remapping to make it look like the stuntman is actually Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. And they have like shots of so the real... So they put real... Daniel Craig's face on top of the stuntman. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Come on, build a rig and put Craig on the rig. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Craig's or just like establishing something to do have it have the stuntman do it. It's his work. Yeah. yeah. It's not Daniel Craig's work. Mm. Like... We get it. Daniel Craig can't do all of that. Insurance. We get it. Yeah. Now I'm angry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, he gets a bad rip in my uh, yeah in my opinion. I think he's one of the better villains. He's weaselly as he is very weaselly mm. and holds his own in that fiery lair the fight at the, the end the surely the is enough to kind of mad. cement him as one of the better villains no because on. there's a huge part of the Bond community that, that says that that is they find that unbelievable they're like what that tiny little guy was able to have a convincing fight against Daniel Craig. Yes, because Daniel oh, Craig's a been human in being. Before. Come on, people overcome with rage and, and adrenaline. It's like, Daniel Craig's a human being. Like a There's man. fire going off everywhere. The oh. fucking building. He's already. Is, we established in the film in the best way we can with as many shots as possible. <laughs> yes. Did you see that he catches him by surprise? You know, he kind yes. of has yes. has Craig on the ropes, and Craig fights back and overcomes him. Yeah, you know, it's it's all right. Yeah, it's not like they're in a fist fight, and, and, and it's you know level pegging. There. No, the dude's got like an axe. He's got fucking it's hard axe. to yes. fight against yeah. that. Yeah, and he's already had a couple of shots with a pipe. Yeah, mm. well. but but the their argument, and I can kind of see it, is that they're like, yeah, but there was he brutally dispatched a trained assassin who had a a knife. Like that's harder to it's harder to disarm someone with a knife, particularly if they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It would be harder to disarm that guy than it would be to disarm a guy who doesn't know what he's doing with a long axe because there's more more handle to grab. It's you know still dangerous, obviously. Sure. And so their argument would be is uh, that it's like well, if you've shown me that he's dispatched the guy with the bloody stinger, mm-hmm. I'm meant to now buy that he can't. I mean the 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 hotel in Haiti isn't on fire. No. Like this that that room's probably what? I don't know. 100, 200 degrees by now. Yep. Completely on fire. Maybe even Celsius. More. The metals Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> the metals all getting hot to to, to the touch. Like there's a lot of distractions there's going. There's smoke. On. There's also yeah. yeah. And he's been taken I mean look this the other assassin takes him by surprise as well. But and he gets hit with a crowbar or something over the ribs. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's a the big guts. deal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I I really like him. Uh, leave Green alone. Yeah, leave him, a, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Yeah, Green and he dies. A, he dies a gruesome death. Great, death. horrible. Off screen, but the way we leave him, that's an you iconic know it's not going to be good. Ooh, yeah. Well, you well, hear what's what happened. Yeah, what happened. He gets, gets two shots in the back from of the head who? and a mo- quantum. From quantum. They were oh, found. They found him. They were found. It was Blofeld. Put him down. Yeah, it was Blofeld. Yeah, all along the whole time. Um, and the motor oil but he'd system. already drunk the motor oil yeah just or like Bond said or, or they made they him drink forced it. him to drink it 
and then killed like that it's just Ugh. it's enough to set up for you to go oh fuck quantum quantum is, not to is with. yeah they mean business around. they're doing that to their own yeah Blew. mr white what do you think of mr white in this one good to see him back yeah, yeah. He's the only one clever enough at the opera not to, not to get up. To get he's up. a clever clod, Mr. Oh, White. He's, he's a little, he's he's a a little weasel. Yeah. He's, he's a dirty doing. devil, Mr. Yeah. White. It's a great bloody line, too. Like, oh, well, Tosca isn't for everybody. <laughs> I really like him. He's a, yeah. he's a shining yeah. that star. That scene the where they're questioning him, he's really good. There. Yeah. I think you guys have no idea. That's such good writing too for that, because mm. usually it would be the whole like, oh, we're everywhere, blah blah blah, mm. and it would just be that. But there's that nice little thing where you're building the reality for quantum as well, going, we're constantly looking over our shoulder. You don't even know we exist. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, oh my god, we're <laughs> getting away with this. Yeah, you have no clue. And that he has the upper hand. He's there going, I don't have to tell you a damn thing because he knows. Mitchell works for me. That's right. The mm. whole time he's like. Mm. He's, yeah. he's my guy. He's just catching guys? a breath. <laughs> I know. That's great. It's great. It's great theatrics too. I love yeah. that element to villainy, and I'm interested to see how it's incorporated in the Craig world. because yeah. we've spoken about it in Golden Eye, and we've spoken about it in some of the other films where our villains have a great theatricality to them. Yeah. Sometimes it's too campy, and then other times it's just the right amount. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think. I think there's elements of that already with Mr. And White. I think they should have they should have kept going down the path they were going. Making him Blofeld. He's Blofeld. He's mm. your Blofeld stand-in. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've had Blofeld. We've done it. Yeah. This is a great way to make Blofeld real. Yeah. Mm. And I buy the stakes of that more, too. That if it's like... Because Craig's not, the looking, of, not looking for him at the Tosca as well. Walks right past him. Yeah. It's like, that's Blofeld. Yeah. Yeah. He's you know? And yeah. that they ha- and that there is a very personal connection between the two of For them sure. because of oh, Vespa, because of, his yeah. hand in Vespa's death. Absolutely. Mm. See, the original ending of this, of Quantum, of Quantum, is not the the love knot in the snow. There's a scene that was deleted from the film, and it's never been released. Um, but there was a production shot of Mr. White, um, Jesper Christensen, um, in this like dark apartment and I'm, I can't remember exactly if it's Bond goes in and it's Guy Haynes and Mr. White oh yeah and he I think he kills Guy Haynes but I can't remember if it's Bond that kills Guy Haynes or if Mr. White that kills him one for the fact check yeah one for the fact check how do you know if you've a, never seen this clip because it, it was it was leaked by someone in the because they were like, "What's that scene? That's not in the film." Because it was a an image Where's that, still that they sent out. Like you know how we've been drip fed images mm. from No Time to Die. That mm. was a similar one for Quantum, and that scene was just never in the film. Weird. Um, but I th- memory serves. I think Mr. White dies in that scene. Oh. So if they kept that in, he was he He's was gone. gone. Mm. But the way it ends now, you could have. Definitely brought him in as your Blofeld stand-in. Mm. Would have been the choice I made. Yeah, they kind of make him a, you know, they give him a bit too much of a redemption. I think in Inspector. Inspector. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Yeah, and that mm. he's now essentially married to uh, his daughter. Yeah, <laughs> like that's like what? What? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. is everyone related? Uh, <laughs> they can't be. Come We're on, all Spectre. brothers. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to Spectre. No, because I'm the more to Skyfall. I, the more I think about it, I'm just like, oh, do I like it? 
I feel like I do. But then I'm also like, yeah, but I have a lot to complain about. It, it's I talk it's, it's about not. It. A, my feeling is that it's not a Daniel Craig James Bond film. I think it's more of a Pierce Brosnan. It is a bit Brosnan, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There's a bit of more in it as well. Mm. Which is strange considering they've left it behind. Yeah. But anyway. Keeps coming back. Keeps coming back. I digress. Um, this is the film that we go to the most locations in of any James Bond film. Really? Yeah. Could you tell? Oh, the title cards were helping me. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. They helped me too. Yeah, I didn't know where I was. Yeah. And then they came and because up and I, can't, I knew where I was. Yeah, because mm. I can't read. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really big. nice that they were big and in big, bold colours that like represented the country they were in. Yeah. Like right. black for Italy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And curly. And, and curly. curly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need that. Oh, yeah. Good title fonts. Yeah, yeah great. Right. I love them. Loved it. I wish every James Bond film... Had them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because we're big smart boys. <laughs> what'd really? You, what'd you I th- didn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, atro- they're atrocious, aren't they? So stupid. Yeah, it's, it's... I wanted to see where it was going because... Gilding the lily. You liked I, the first one. Uh, well, I wasn't... You did, you dirty devil. You liked the Siena Italy. I didn't mind it. it wasn't... Uh, it's the best it's of the best It wasn't of so offensive to me, but as the film went on, I very quickly went, yeah, nah, get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need them. Yeah. What we do really we do? don't. I mean, we're smart enough, I think, we're smart enough to keep up. Yes. Especially when you have a line like, oh, he's in room 320 or something. Close, in, 325, in, yeah. In, 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 in Haiti. Yes. And then cut to, oh, we're clearly in Haiti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Why don't I yeah. need the big white yeah, text? You just across told the me. Yes. I know where we're going. It actually yeah. confuses me more. Yeah, because I don't know what's a bloody title and what's a sign. Like that Hotel <laughs> Palisade thing. I'm, even you were like, what, they're doing them for the hotel now? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, that was a real sign in the film. <laughs> Just leave it alone. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's, can you give us the locations? Because I don't know what my favourite one is. Well, Port-au-Prince. we've got Siena in Italy. Sure. Port-au-Prince, or Port-au-Prince, however you say it, in Haiti. In Haiti. Um, London. Bolivia. Mm-hmm. Bolivia uh, and that's not all um, <laughs> uh, well we go back to Italy to see Math- Mathis yeah yeah. every Daniel Craig film take, has a scene in Italy really yep okay he always okay. goes to Italy where are we in the snow at the end oh uh, Montreal snow. Quebec oh Quebec oh French Canada is that Montreal is Montreal in Quebec Quebec is in Canada. Yeah, it is Canada. Yeah. She's Canadian Secret Service. Yes. Grin. What's your favourite location? <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. London, I think, for me. Boring. Uh, weirdly, I know that, that I know that is boring, but there's something about that guy's apartment. <laughs> and I was just like, mm, it's a pretty nice apartment. <coughs> Which guy? Um, Mitchell, the one that... The betrayer. The, the, yeah, the, the double uh, Oh, yeah. Mm. Have you what, got one? Uh... Oh, Bregenz. No, it's Bregenz, Austria. It's the, the whole opera. Oh, that's, uh... that's my favourite. Because we're blurring the lines now about, you know, sets and locations. It's just anywhere. It's blurry. Anywhere in the film. Anywhere in the film. It, it could your favourite location could well, be it a could set. be a set or a yeah, location. That's right, that's we right, make right. the rules. That's right. Yes. 
Uh, I'm taking too long to answer this. Um, it's the Bregenz Austria House. Okay, I'm trying from. to think. All right, it's the Bregenz. <laughs> yes, Austria. Um, I don't like house. Bre- I like Bregenz. <laughs> I like the car chase Bricks. and where that's set. I like the the, the 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 hill and the construction site and the tunnels. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't really like Haiti because Bond gets a little born in Haiti. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and apparently they don't know how to sweep properly. They sweep the air. <laughs> yeah, they sweep the air. Sweep the air. It's very dirty air. I would say Italy is my favourite. Yeah. 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 Siena, Italy. Siena, Italy. All right. Mm. Mm. Oh, Jake, we have to ask you. What, what is it? <laughs> what have I done to deserve no, 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 this? No, 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 no. Oh, my favourite location. Shut up, Jake. Shut up. Forward oh. slash. Sh- sh- Shut forward up. slash set is the pile of rubble. That they parachute into. Oh yeah, you yeah, did yeah. like that. I like that, that yeah, a lot. Yeah, mm. the little mm. sinkhole thing. The little yeah. sinkhole cave with the dappled light and the, and the foam rocks. You're done. You're done now. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't think. Well, I'm moving on. Yeah, on you know, <laughs> <laughs> He's a dirty devil. <laughs> um, it, Italy is very nice. Italy is very nice. Um. Yes. <laughs> boring. Oh, boring. Do you like the? Uh, let me get help you here. The yeah. catacombs that he's running through. Yeah, they're pretty cool. You like That's those? Early. They're pretty Why don't we cool. just say that, and we can move on? Maybe, but we've got to think about it. What is? What? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's it's Mathis's place. Yeah, yeah. So that's Italy. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Italy. Yeah. Sure. That's pretty good. Be more good. like him when he smiles and like says it's pretty good. Um, was doing no such thing. He was. He was very supportive then. <laughs> what? You what? What? I was not. We've come to vehicles and gadgets. We have. Oh yeah. So uh, the Aston Martin. Perfect. Mm, I like the little taxi that he's in in Haiti. Are you yeah. being serious? No. Oh. <laughs> it's not my favorite vehicle, but honorable mention. Hmm. Um, I love the taxi. Plane. My favourite vehicle in this film mm. is the black plane. Yes, you did following the big silver plane that yeah. Bond's driving. It's very sleek. It kind of looks like the plane that we're going to get Bond driving in No Time to Die, but like a white version, black. What? what? Yeah, no. he'll be driving a white. Isn't that like a silver sleek boy? It's like a glider. Yeah, it's like yeah, a glider. Yeah, they look similar. They're not. It's not just because they got wings. Come yeah. on, <laughs> it's a nice bit of art design. It's kind of. Do you think? I don't think it looks anything like oh, that. It's kind of in my head, I was like, "Ooh, oh. no time to die." Oh, maybe. Well, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> and the motorbike. He's on a motorbike. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Mm. That's, that's pretty my cool. favorite. You like it? I love the bike. I love yeah. that sequence on the bike. Do you like when he uh, oh, hits yeah, it out of the guy's hand? It goes up and uh, it bam. I was like, mm. geez, you got to be pretty strong to do that. you got to be fucking <laughs> strong. <laughs> Just slap a bike up and do a wheelie to well, knock a guy off. Well, the thing he's slapping that, the throttle. The thing that does yes. it, yeah, is he slaps the throttle and that mm. causes the, the mm. front to go up. Mm. Yeah. Is it now? We've all done it's it. Your bloody We've ears. all done it. Is the th- I've done it. I do it every day. Yeah, throttle's on the right, but we won't... Is that's the okay. throttle on the, the left? The throttle's on this one. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I thought. Yeah, But the oh. shot, you see the shot, they flipped it. Oh, they flipped the shot. That's right. What? That's... What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you being serious? No. Did they definitely flip the shot? No, they didn't flip the shot. No. He hits the left handlebar, which ain't your throttle. No, it's Unless not. it is in Haiti. There you go, fact check. Maybe. Do Are the Haitians motorbikes in, in Haiti... Drive differently. 
Oh, right. And if not, yeah. when you hit the brake of a bike, does it flip? Yeah, yeah. Find oh, well, I want you to go Rain Man on this. Yeah, I want yeah, a yeah. physics lesson. <laughs> you asked for it. There are no gadgets in this. There's a phone. The, Sony no, I would phone. say the gadget tech is the touchscreen. The touchscreen design. The touchscreen interface. What about the quantum earpiece? And the quantum earpiece is a nice little gadget. Hang on, didn't I get pulled up on what? saying that villains gadgets don't count? No. I don't recall. I don't think so. Such I, think, I think I've been gotten in trouble on this before on this. I remember someone point. saying, yeah, it's a, it's a villain's gadget, but I don't think there was any problem yeah, they were with like, that. You part. can't have that. It's a villain's gadget. It has to be Bond. No. No. I think you mis- I think misremembering. I've had one too many martinis. I haven't. No, I've, I've had none. No, well, you have to have the memory. Oh, right. Like you've had in the past. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I buy it. <laughs> yeah, I would say the screen tech is the uh, is the kind of big gadget presence in this film. Hmm. Uh, and this, yeah. Well, that's on his phone too. It is all that bloody. And it's trick. overlaid on a montage sequence of cars driving. Map. Yeah, oh, the yeah, airport. Because yeah. apparently we're in a Tintin film now. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Well, we're going over here. What is that moment? It, uh, it's just like it's not Bond. No. Mm. Are there any gadgets. other cars we forgot? Vehicles? Any honourable mentions? There's usually a Rolls Royce in these films. I've that uh, <laughs> Camille, in uh, the, both the cars that she drives, they're both Ford hydrogen-powered cars. Yes, which ties into the lair at the end. Yeah. Powered by and hydrogen kind of, cells. That kind of that eco-movement that was yes. really starting to kick Stuffers. off around that time. I did think the art design on the taxi was actually pretty neat. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Mm. Me too. Dennis Gassner. Fantastic, um, fantastic work. He still does the Bond films hmm. to this day. Yeah, there you go. Oh, no, actually, I think Mark Tidsley is doing the newest one, not Dennis Gassner. The production I could be design. wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. Um, maybe they're both working on it. Because uh, I know nothing about anything. <laughs> um, He's his toughest critic. Olga Kurydenko. Yep. Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Yeah, Just, it's a yay from me as definitely well. Definitely a yay. She's doing lots of good work. Yeah. I think she the when she talks about her family being murdered, yeah. burnt alive, watching her it's that classic thing of going it's more interesting to watch someone try to stop themselves cry than it yes. is to watch them cry. That moment exactly. I was waiting when is she going to slip up here? Yeah. Mm. And she didn't. No. I don't think she did. I no. was waiting for it and I thought if it's going to happen, it's going to happen here when yeah. she goes into the monologue about why I am the way I am and what happened to me. I thought she nailed it. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. yeah. It was a powerful moment. She's a little bit too orange. Yeah, yeah through no fault of her own. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did tan her up for uh, They did tan yeah, her up for this movie. She's shows. Russian. But yeah. in the, she's in the actually film, quite she's half Russian and half Bolivian. Oh dear! So it's a little that's bit a little borderline. Yeah, yeah but I, it, mm. yeah, it's a tan, I guess. Though. Yeah, yeah. My sister has a tan. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's pale as a ghost usually. Mm. So <laughs> she has French British heritage. Yeah, she's not pretending to be half. She does pretend to be orange. Bolivian. Hang on, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anything about her. <laughs> You don't know what she's trying to do in her life. <laughs> um, yeah, it, yeah, it probably it's a bit questionable. You're right, um, but uh, I, yeah, I really like her, and I, mm. I, like I said earlier, I like that Bond doesn't sleep with her. Yeah, mm. and it's something that this film does. It was my ma- one of my major gripes with License to Kill, 
which has very similar uh, thematically to to this. It's the revenge kind of Bond revenge thriller. One of my problems with License to Kill was that he just sleeps with those two women instantly, yeah, oh, and yeah. all that tension is gone. <clears throat> yeah. Whereas it, it with this, it's she really is his equal. Yeah, yep. it's just like nope, we are we both set out for two very separate goals, which just happen to overlap. Mm. It's quite. It's he quite sleeps with fields though. He does. <laughs> Oil fields. Yes. Oil fields. Well, strawberry fields. No, is it? Yes. Strawberry yes. fields. Yes. Forever? Forever. Oh. Yeah. It's a little Easter egg that they have in the credits, is that it says that her name is Agent Strawberry Fields. Because there's the little joke that they have there where he goes, so uh, your name's Fields. Hmm? She goes, just, just Fields. fields. <laughs> That's right. Like, yeah. It, you can. It's their way of. I think it was their way of trying to do like a Bond girl name a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But being a bit more subtle with it, like not actually saying it. Very <laughs> subtle. But when you just said oil fields, I was like, oh, that's clever. <laughs> Thank you. That had never crossed my mind. Well, everyone gets one, and you've just had yours. Yeah. Right. That's it. You that's can, your one you, good you idea. Can put you out to pasture. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, it's been fun, guys. That's all right. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to need you to take this can of motor oil with you. Oh. I'll explain why later. Okay. <laughs> um, what do you think of her, Gemma Arterton, as um, Agent Strawberry Fields? What was she wearing? Yeah, you didn't, you <laughs> had a big problem a with that trench, trench coat. coat. Oh my God, stupid. It's fashion. Trench coat. It's like, are you a field agent for MI6? Or are you a fashionista? Or a streaker? Yeah, or, yeah, a, or, yeah. a, or a flasher. A stripper ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. some weird deranged flasher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. I don't have a huge problem with that. But oh, I guess... You did I explain to me it, the trend. It, it, yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a trend at the time. to doesn't hold of, up. It looks like you're naked under that. Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly sure it was a Burberry ad. Fact check. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a Burberry ad that kind of popularised it and then... Mm started off this trend it, it does seem to be a weird long. thing to be wearing in that environment it I does thought. it doesn't fit in and terms and of it, the and heat it's, and it's kind yeah. of it's kind of really he's in a suit s- sexualized in a weird way yeah. kind of really sexualizes her yes it definitely yeah it definitely yeah. does mm. she's not as problematic or annoying but she is a little bit good night you think She's a bit ditzy, isn't she? I thought she was quite um, quite good at what she does. Yeah, maybe she's playing ditzy. She plays the ditz. Like when, when she, she trips Elvis, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's a good cover because, oh well, it's not a great cover because he ends up, she ends up drowning in oil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as I would imagine purely payback for... Tripping him over. For tripping him over and being in any way associated with Bond. Mm. Pretty much. Um yeah, because Bond even says to M, um, Agent Fields showed true bravery. I want that shown on the report. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't think she was a ditz. No. no. All right, fine. You. I'll take a throws around these Oh, uh, Your Honour, I withdraw my previous statement. You can't just withdraw. It's withdrawn. Well, I have withdrew mm. it. Um, I t- yeah. They don't... Neither of them stand up for me as being top tier. The women, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go Kurilenko 
um, she's an archetype, I guess, that has existed in previous films. Yeah. Would you yeah. say she does this better than, say, who are some of the other traumatised Bond women? It's your claim, Darby. Defend it. Oh, I'm asking for help, Jake. You won't find any here. What's this staple? Mm. This has appeared before, has it not? Yeah, someone out for revenge. Well, uh, oh, Melina Hannibal. Yeah. And Domino. Yeah, that's mm. right. Mm. It is. It's it's Melina Havelock, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think she does this? The bad guy killed my parents. The bad guy killed my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. Batman mm. is a Bond girl. There you go. Ah, oh, oh. Batman is a Bond That's, girl. He's a Bond girl. Oh. Wow. Um. Yeah, I think she does pretty well. I. Th- it's hard. It's not a very showy performance, and she no. isn't given a lot of time to kind of cement herself as either an all-timer or. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of, she just I, kind of exists a little bit, but that seems to be the film. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I don't have a problem with her. I really like her in this. Yeah. I wish there was more of her, actually. Yeah, I kind of get the sense that she didn't really get time to shine. Yeah. As much as she probably could have, I mm. thought. Yeah. I didn't like... I mean, I must have missed something earlier on in the film, but this, this it seems a little shoehorned that she is some kind of... Uh, Secret opera- service. Yeah. yeah. It feels unnecessary. Just be a normal person. Yeah. It feels unnecessary. They do... Mm. They mention it somehow, mm. and it's really brief. It's Just very brief and very vague that she used to be a member of the Bolivian Secret Service, I right. think. Also, she can do that sick flip into the building. Is, yeah, that, yeah. The, is that it? That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was awesome. awesome. That was awesome. Yes. And that is her, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly sure that's her. That is. She did crazy training for this. Wow. Which is funny because she doesn't. Oh, she's got a pretty cool fight with Medrano. Oh, that's another villain. That's another villain. Oh, yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah. General Medrano. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's disgusting. Disgusting. He's gross. He's horrible. Just like probably the most vile of all the villains we've had, actually. And what about other henchmen? Like, oh, Elvis. Elvis. He doesn't do much. He's cool though. Yeah. He's got a presence. That's so funny because he's seen as the worst. Green is seen as the worst villain. Yeah. And. Elvis is seen as the worst henchman by like so him. many people. I dug him both. How do you feel about him? I like him, yeah. yeah. He's a good little henchman. He's kind of like the bald guy in Casino Royale. With yeah, the crazy yeah. blue eyes. He's that version in this one. It's yeah. like that, they are Craig's henchmen, really, the, until we get Dave Bautista. The but. only thing, though, that I think is weird about him is that it's like, is his quirk that he's gay? So that is, he has a wig. Well, right. So he's a balding gay man. That's his thing. I think so. Because that, I was a bit like, oh, come on, in 2008, yeah. that makes him weird? You know, they kind yeah. of do this thing where, like, when they're at the opera and he turns around and he looks at the other, like, bodyguard henchman guy and he kind of, like, looks at him like... <laughs> oh, really? Like a yeah, yeah, he has this, like... <laughs> I oh, can't I don't remember that. Yeah, it's, they it, can't see. It's, they it's, can't yeah, see what I'm you're doing. doing. Love eyes. <laughs> right, right, right. You can get it by the sound. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's looking at you like uh, that sounds. Mm. Sure. Yummy. <laughs> that's what it sounds what, like. Okay. I'd have to watch that again what before it I comment. Looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the look sounds like. That's yes, what looks, that's what it sounds it like. It sounds like that look. <laughs> <laughs> I got a problem with him. I didn't like him. Elvis. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Go on. No, that's the, that's the extent haircut. of his reasoning. That's he's as far got as a he goes. stupid haircut. The man can't even hold a gun. Why is he a henchman? 
What do you mean he can't hold he a gun? He can't hold a gun before he explodes or evaporates. He's holding a gun. Green, he's holding it, but Green goes over and Points forces his hand to hold it hold it up like that. No, he's, that gun. Yeah, he's, saying, he's saying, you stay, stay here. here. He's saying, stay here. Not, here's how you hold yeah. the gun. And, and, the, the, and look at him and he's like... Ugh. Yeah, he's shaking. Because scared. his neck's broken. Oh. And, and the place is on fire. <laughs> and... Why has he got a black? Why has he got a black neck, neck brace? That's because why he's like fashionable. It. Because he's a villain. He's got to be fashionable. black. No, he's fashionable. it's because Tom Ford designed all the clothes. Right. Oh, Tom Ford neck brace. Yeah, it's yeah. A fitted. It probably black. is. Oh, probably. <laughs> it probably yeah, is yeah. like some Tom Ford velvet neck brace. Yeah, yeah. I, made yeah. to order. <laughs> It's something like Anna Wynn. Nah, it's a no from me. It's a no from you. (laughs) Elvis has left the building. Yeah, Uh, he's not up there for me at all. But I like him. I think what he does in the film is fine. Oh, without him, the film is the the same. same, Yeah, which I think is a problem. Yeah, a bit of a problem. But in the same way that Baldy, if he's gone in Casino Royale, it's the same film. Is the sign of a good henchman a henchman that affects the story? The story? Well, it's a sign of a good character. If you're going to have a character in a film, you because know what they're I mean? if they're not yeah. feeding the story, then yeah. they're and you can do without them. Yeah. Why are they even? Why there? are they there? That's set dressing. Unless the story. That's a paycheck is... that you don't have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but the villain does need people around him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. true. Mm. That is a function that mm. he would serve. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what is his function? Is he a... Is he, but then he's don't not give a him a close-up. Don't give him a close-up, then. Is the, is the debate. Have him there. Mm. Don't pay attention to then him. Then you only have to pay the extra... The extra uh, rate. Yeah. A day rate. A well, day are, we rate. Tr- are we really trying to save Eon money here? Is yes. That- <laughs> yeah, I think... They, they need it. it. I, they might need they it. They might need it. <laughs> like... They probably do need if it. If this <laughs> film doesn't do well, if No Time to Die does not make its money... Oh, this boy. could be the last part. I think it's... It's like... It's one of the most expensive Bond films ever made, I think, this one. I must say drop on it, 500? No, 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 less than that, you Come fool. on. But with marketing... Do you know what money is? I think with marketing. Yeah, well, you didn't say with marketing. Oh, well, that's the entire film! I think it... Yeah, I think the cost is like... The cost will be around 500. Oh, will it now, Darby? The cost will oh, be around Do you 500. know money? Right. Do you know money, Darby? <laughs> 500 million, that's insane! With marketing. <laughs> Oh, with marketing. Oh, that's completely different. That's right. You just were throwing in this half a million... I think they spent half a million dollars on this one. you got to quantify, quantum of solacify you. Quantum of solacify. Oh, dear. Um, our, our MI6 regulars. Tanner. We, we get Tanner. Yeah. Tanner. Rory Kinnear. Very He's good. great. Tanner. I love yeah. him. Good He's tanner. my favourite Tanner. Yep. Um... He gets he gets uh, the worst shot of the fucking. Oh, he does. Oh, the webcam <laughs> shot. Webcam web shot. Oh, he just stitched up, doesn't he? He really gets stitched Because I, I want to blame him for that. <laughs> I hate you know, that's how much of a stitch up that is. Oh, yeah. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Come on, Tanner. <laughs> yeah. Um, Judy Dench's M is uh, fantastic in this, except for one little leap in logic that we oh, noted. Yes. Yeah, that quick turnaround. Hmm. Of, Bright eyes. if you don't know your friends from your enemies, it's time to go. You're to be arrested, and you're a very naughty boy. But I trust you implicitly. Yeah. <laughs> very strange. It's very weird. It's hmm. like in an instant, Bond uh, is one. Bond is one of mine, and if he has a hunch, then he's got a hunch. <laughs> and after you, just and you gotta let him follow it. Just dispatching like 
three full four guys. Four of your in, guys. In the, in the elevator. Yeah. Are they not your guy? <laughs> yeah. Beat the crap out of these fellas. Yeah. And no, no, no. Trust him. Go follow him. He's probably something important. <laughs> yeah, they wake up with like severe nausea. <laughs> Where's Bond? I let him go. <laughs> you know, we should trust him. That feels like a scene that was hampered by the writer's strike. The writer's strike. strike, yeah, it does. That feels like one of the ones they, they probably They had the wrote. location, they had the days. They and they had a basic thing, and probably that the script as written didn't work very mm. well. So then they were like, oh, fuck, it doesn't work in this location, blah, 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 blah. So let's get him in the elevator, and then he comes back down and he meets... Because then when he meets her again... It's like, where did she come from? Yeah, why did... Because we just hopped in an elevator. She the elevator? Yeah. I mean, she dotted out of the fucking <laughs> room when there was a gun being shot. Yeah, but yeah, But on yeah. this car, in this calm hotel, she's like, oh, might get a power walk in. Because <laughs> <laughs> he goes down in the elevator. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't just stay on the floor and then the doors open again. I don't think so. No. Who know, Who could tell with the car? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who can tell? But what could possibly happen? It's like we see we see him go into the elevator. It's like what? Maybe there was a missing scene where M received some other information, and then she's intercepted by Bond. No. Or... I. I. The more I think about it, the more I feel like the scene where he's like, Fields showed true bravery. I want that put on the on the record and blah 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 blah, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to follow this hunch. I think that scene needs more of him convincing M. Yeah. yeah. Whereas it feels like she's just meant to take it on faith because he has blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. And he's very charming. Mm. Which is undoes the great writing of the scene previously, which is that a line she had, which fucking it gutted me today, um, was, uh, the, oh, um, see how well your charm works on them? How many is this? Mm. Mm. you don't say that to someone unless you're actually feeling your will towards them yeah yeah it's it's like oh fuck and it's that thing of going no you know what Bond you are responsible for these people's deaths Mm. and it's that cruel moment of going yeah and and Vespers a little bit too there there you go it's like oh fuck that's harsh but then you know She's then instantly won over by him I know. in the same way. So, like, oh, see how well the charm works. It's like, what, what happened to the character work. from like literally thirty seconds ago? Yeah, mm. that's bizarre. Big misstep. Yeah. yeah, I love that scene though, where she's talking to bloody Pegasus. Yes, from Johnny English. Yeah, that's a great little scene of watching M. It's like, yeah, M isn't the most powerful person in the country. She yes. still has someone to answer to, mm. report to, and yeah. take orders from. And there are there are politics involved. Yes, yes. Mm. which is something they touch on really, really well in uh, Skyfall mm. with Gareth Mallor- Mallory's character and the inquest into um, Judy Dench, M's handling of the whole bloody organization. Wow. Mm. Um, that's yeah it's just great but I love Judy Dench any scene that she's in is you know high praise oh god yeah what can you say about her mm. the the lady's a dame <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> we've got our other regulars would be Felix Felix Light yeah he is the best he yep. is awesome yeah, yeah. Yep. There's, there's only one moment with him which I go what what is that and it's when he's first introduced on the plane and he gets the phone. They're like, you know who this is? And he looks Sorry. at it. And he, and he really pauses. And he looks around at everyone. Slowly hands the fucking <laughs> yeah. phone over. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
No, come on. It's like, <laughs> Quicker. There's come this on. element to Jeffrey Wright's performance where he plays it so cool and it's so convincing. Until it's like, is this guy got a problem? <laughs> Can he only be cool? <laughs> Does he not know how to be cool. normal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah. could just Turn go out, to the fridge to get a drink or yeah. just in his day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, yeah. just the chocolates. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I do love him. I would, I would die for him. Yeah, he's great. He's fucking great. He, like I said earlier, that moment when he kind of goes, spills the beans to Bond. There's just something in that little moment where I'm like, "Ah, oh, you fuck, you're a good actor. Mm. You're bloody good." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's just coloring in so much, mm. so much in his performance. We love that scene where where Bond's calling him up, and we kind of on like, the phone, oh, he's kind yes. of spy shit, you know. And they're talking the code, and it's like, let's meet up. And I don't know. I really love, and I guess it's a it's a testament to modern cinema and modern storytelling, and something that we haven't seen in the other films. But we really get a sense of the CIA's involvement in all of this and yeah. Bond's relationship with the Americans and well, working with people in the field. Kind of another villain in this. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. In the same way that kind of uh, Gorgachev, Gogol. Oh, yeah, Gogol. Gogol is yeah, sort yeah. of villain slash ally yeah, slash villain. Yeah, depending yeah. on the situation. Yeah, he's a flip-flopper. Yeah, yeah. America's a flip-flopper. the new Russia. Yeah, well, yeah. Very nice. Hey, now. Yeah. Mm. Um, Gregory Beam, would you class him as villain or ally? He's kind of a villain. He is a villain. He's like a tertiary villain. Yeah. Yeah. He loses his job. Yeah. Not his life, thank no, God. No, luckily enough. Yeah, he's the least villainy villain in, yeah. a, in a Bond film. And, and he does have that line of like, yeah, you're right, we should only deal with nice people. Mm. Well, I think it's a testament to the new Bonds and their complexity. It's like, the lines are blurred. It, mm. Who yes. is good and who is bad? Yes. Which, it's nice to look at that. Just to look, stare it in the face. Yeah. Okay. Because it throws into doubt James Bond himself. Himself. Absolutely yes. right. Yeah. Mm. Who's on the right side here? Mm. Yeah. Which that leads me to my favourite of the allies in this film, which is Mathis. Mr. Mathis. Mathis. Oh, man. I he wish he was in all of these Craigies. He should be too. The, mm. the, him being killed off in Quantum of Solace is quite shocking because Mathis is in the He's novels. A mainstay. A lot. Really? He's even in like the continuation ones like Devil May Care oh, and wow. stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, he's a huge part of he's Bond's man in France. Wow. Kind of thing. I don't really understand the um is Mathis a code name? And he's right. like, Yes. That's not a very good one, is it? It's like I love that little exchange. But what I does don't it mean? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Mm. I I took away. I was like, "Oh my god, Mathis is a Spectre agent." Oh, that's what I took away from that. That he's he's a bad guy. That he's actually bad. What? That's Explain what I, yourself. Oh, that's what I took away from that scene. I don't know if I missed something or if I'm reading into it too much. But I, I just got that sense of like Mathis being a code name or something like that. I think that was just speaking about the job. I think that was just talk about the job, right? Yeah, I think it's the... It's a weird thing to say. Because he wants to farewell the memory of the man and he wants to know what his true name is, essentially. And in that moment, he goes, is Mathis just a code name? Because he's trying to know. What's the gag? Is it meant to be tied... It's not a joke. So he says, well, it's not a very good one. What does that mean? Well, that's, that's why I think that... It's got something to do with that's how he got undone, undone, and was killed. But it's mm. like, yeah, we but don't, he was we don't see that. he was friends with the 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 general. 
Oh, the colonel. Colonel. Apologies. <laughs> Very sorry, sir. <laughs> uh, he's friends with that colonel, and which is having colonel. dinner, the one that ends up the Bolivian colonel, killed. who says, You and I have a mutual friend, Barrett. That one. That guy who's like, well, you have all of my men. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah. the gold oh, uh, sunnies. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Keep up. Yeah. You have to be your mate. We have a mutual. No, Matt Mathis, man, he that that gets me. That that kills mm. me. That scene. It reminds me of something else. That that part of the movie. Yes. It speaks something to bigger. something something bigger. It yeah. feels like from Russia. It feels yep. like yeah. there's a sort of element and atmosphere to that whole And the movie. humanity of Bond too, the way he props him up and sits him up and he's like, Ah, oh, yeah, it's not as painful. Yeah, yeah. that's better. That's better. Oh, it's a painful scene. God, I found myself really feeling it there too. Mm. And how he's just plopped in the dumpster. Yeah, so. do you guys have a problem with that? Because a lot of people have they're like, Why what? Why would he throw him in the dumpster like that? That's callous beyond belief. I don't know. There's a part of me that goes, he wouldn't have cared. And it's a part of the job. And it's like now... It's kind of covering Bond's tracks a little bit. He's gone. So now how do I cover my tracks? How do I utilise this asset? A dead body. I'm going to take his money and put him in the dumpster and that's it. Like, move on. Mm. It's cold, but it's Bond. Yeah. Oh, I like that aspect. Yeah, see, I love it. Mm. I love it. But a lot of people have, have a big problem with it. Mm. They're just like, oh, well, that's not Bond. Like, that's his one of his only friend in the film, pretty much. And he does that. But he's gone. But he's a fucking secret agent. That's right. And his friend's gone. Yeah. The the, the business doesn't stop. Yeah. This is the game they're in. Friend in our world means something completely different. Friend in the world of James Bond. That's right. Going to go and hang out together and, you know. No, I mean, if one of you boys died, I'd I'd have you propped up on my lounge for weeks. (laughs) 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 Amongst the garbage. Yeah. It's a different thing for a secret agent. Here's, I'd feed you food. Thanks. What <laughs> is that smell? Jake's still here. Don't go in there! Um, it, the scene that he has with um, with Bond on the airplane, I think, is a, a highlight for me as well. Oh, I mean, all yeah. three of his scenes in the film that are really just reveals. wonderful. Mm. But um, the way he reaches out and it just that... Oh, it's like with bloody Casino Royale he makes me cry mm-hmm. um, where, where he's like Bond is very clearly drunk he's six much yeah, yeah, six, six, six Vespers we know what two does yeah. we've oh, seen what know. three does yeah, folks we, oh, yeah <laughs> my goodness um, it's a lot it's a lot um, but when he's he's like you know do you want a do you want a sleeping pill do you want to you know it'll help I've you get to sleep yeah I've got pills for everything strange setting for that scene too. pills to help you forget I was mm. like, oh, mm. when he says that, and you can see that he, he's affected by the pain that he can see in in Bond. In Bond. Mm. But, yeah, but he can't broach the topic. Yeah. Without knowing that it would probably set Bond off mm. or shut Bond off even more. Mm. It's just don't like, go there. Oh, fuck. Mm. And then his yeah, those final words of forgive her, forgive yourself. It's like, it's just that's great. Like. Why isn't the rest of the movie like that? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Every single one of the scenes he's in, I'm like, yes, this is the heart of yes, the film. Yes, we've mm. got it. Mm. And I remember seeing it in the cinema, going, oh, okay, okay. I think the film starts here mm. when we went to that the the island in the Italian Riviera, whatever thing it is that he lives in, the yeah, lake. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, well, I, rem- I remember being like, yeah, that's... Here we go. I think we're about to get a really good film. Mm. And then it drops the ball again, and it drops mm. the ball again. And But every time he's on, he's on screen, perfection. Mm. It's a bit of a funny spot to have it, maybe. What? The scene? You said, is it a funny spot to have that scene? Oh, the airplane. The, the drinks, the drinks, when he's oh, six months. Oh, funny in. location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. really strange location. I, I, it caught me by surprise. Like, I was like, where is this taking place? We're in a bar somewhere. Bar. This, in the fuselage, in the, like, yeah. what class are they in? It's not economy. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, weird. Yeah, no, no. Bond no. wouldn't buy economy, are you <laughs> serious? So are there people just sleeping there? And they, First class, yeah, and yeah. there's bars in there's the, like in the middle. There were, just, there were just people sleeping there, and, and Bond was almost up in front of them like they were his audience. They were facing no, away from it. Yes, but it's sectioned off. You can close like this curtain almost. That goes I remember into one the... shot that's looking up down the aisle, and you see kind of some seats in front of you, and then and then there's a step up and a bar, and then he's behind the bar. Hmm. So there's seats. You walk up the aisle, and then you're at the bar, and it's like that hmm. just tripped me out. I was hmm. like, that's really weird choice. It mm. doesn't call, call attention to itself, but mm. what a strange Just setting. Look at for where him. we are. Yeah, look at where we are. I didn't like Just the bartender. No, <sighs> he, 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 he <laughs> it was looked, like he was reading that section. It's like he won a competition or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. reading that section from the Fleming novel. Yes. Yeah, of like yeah. this is yeah. two measures of this, which is not for Muth. Yes, Kina Lille, which is not for Muth. I know it was like. But it's a the, the reason that scene is set there is it's a it's just product placement. Yeah, like it's right. a virgin at Atlantic ad. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like he's even the bartender's got you know the immaculate. I know. Right. Yeah. And then you even right. see the, the big signage and... when they get into the terminal too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, it's... Come on, Branson. You've already been in yeah, one. You've had, yeah. You've had yeah. Yeah. Out, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that aside, fantastic scene. Yeah. yeah fantastic really. stuff. It sucks that he's not in the bloody Bond films anymore yeah no, no. He's, a, he's such a good that actor that bartender yeah, yeah the bartender, bartender. <laughs> yeah. player of the week Dave player of the week we have talked about it oh. do we have anything else to say about the the, di- the direction oh, the, or the, the, the cinematography only, the only thing the, the, you know the editing in this it's it's a crime against this film and I, I mm. feel like it's a crime against the cinematography it's a crime against the performances the production design the production design everything that's my big feeling it's, it's just such a shock it was a shock to the system again 12 years later because yeah. I remember being taken aback by it at the time but you know with everything I've learned since then it's like it just is so weird yeah. that it's like this it's yeah. a real symptom of its time and I don't think we'll see it again it seems and, to be the main lesson they've learnt though is that because <laughs> now the Bond films you know don't run under two and a half hours <laughs> and they take their time they take their time yeah, yeah. And it is that thing of going, you know, you don't have to just make it two hours. But the Bond films actually, they can stretch, stretch out to that bit. two and a half hour. They learn a hard lesson with this film. They learned several. But they did yeah. come back fighting, yeah. swinging with Skyfall. I'm excited for Skyfall. I'm excited to see how... Yeah, the, the big thing, I guess, was just seeing how um, the the production design evolved was a big thing for me mm. in this film. Yeah. Really seeing how they evolved the colours, the textures... The, the world that we were setting the story Absolutely, in. It was yeah. cool. I got a lot from it this time around. But my God, Mark Forster, if I ever meet you, I don't know what I'll say. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to... <laughs> didn't know what was going to happen there. <laughs> I'll kill answer. you. <laughs> I'll strangle you with my bare hands. <laughs> um, I'm coming no, at you with nail scissors. Just keep cutting him with some scissors. 
How's that? Do you have any? What you you had a problem with the cinematography? Uh, Mostly the grade. Yeah, I think kind of. I was just really aware of how orange everyone was. Yeah, yeah. Will you wait for Spectre, mate? Yeah, great. They'll be yellow. They have They'll jaundice. be pissy yellow. <laughs> if you're ever in Mexico, you have jaundice. Yeah, apparently. Oh, no, really. <laughs> yeah, really? Skyfall's got a great color. Yes, it does. Mm. Yes, it very much does. They nail it. No, technically, look, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert, but the editing has drawn attention to me too much. It draws attention to you. Yeah, yeah I, that was funny because every time there was a new cut, I kept looking at you. It was <laughs> yes, me too. I, you really nailed it there, I think. Man. I think I had that back in 2008 as well. I was like, I would look in the general direction of Leeton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, oh, I had a really sore neck. I was drawing attention to <laughs> Really drew attention to you, personally. Every time a cut would come along. No, I don't know. Just settle down. Just settle down and let us yeah, let us enjoy James. Bond. That's a big lesson, yeah. 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 Well, favorite outfit of the week. It's hard for me with with this. My favorite outfit uh, in this film. If I have to choose one, mm. it's the shawl cardigan that he wears when he first meets Mathis when he's in that fucking cool ass boat. Oh yeah, They're going along the lake. And he's in that nice black shawl cardigan. He's got the white mm. kind of collared shirt underneath and the khaki pants. Yeah, what I like about the costume, Bond's costumes in this film mm. is that he doesn't just have a costume. He has a look. Mm. Mm. And I think my favourite look was at the end. when, like The Ooh, costume yeah. itself, yeah. not so great. It's just like a kind of jumper and some pants. It's like a jumper, zippy jumper, isn't it? In the... Um, no, no, he's in the, he's in the coat... Uh, he's in the big coat with the the kind of thick oh, not right tie at the end. and the shirt. Oh, oh! In the in the in the, in the desert. In, in the desert. Yeah, 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 his look in the desert with the jacket kind yes. of zipped up yeah. and the pants and the shoes, and he's all bloody and and dirty and messy. Mm. I saw that and I was like, that is iconography. Yeah. Like yeah, that is yeah, the, yeah. that is this film. That is James Bond in this film. For Beaten, sure. bloody, bruised. There he is. That's the <clears> one. That's yeah. my outfit. Brandon's got a picture yeah, of it. That that to me is Quantum of Solace. Yeah, that's that to me yeah. is Quantum of Solace as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, funnily enough, it is. Yeah, it, you're right. And I think a lot of the promo imagery was was from that kind of so desert that or the su- He was in a suit in the desert with a oh, machine gun. With the gun. machine gun, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a big one. Mm. But I just remember very clearly this shot of him in like uh, he's in like that outfit. Yeah, and yeah. He's like running along the roof and yes, fucking biceps are bulging and he's yeah. got the guy's eyes. Just the business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he fucking is. He's got he's and he's so got a cool. few looks like that in this film that are yeah. more kind of casual. But yeah. yeah, well, this is the start of the Tom Ford partnership. Right. Of them really kind of. This is where Daniel Craig's style starts. Start to massage yeah, what yeah, Craig yeah. as Bond means. What yes, yeah. and, and, with the brand, and you so. see it evolve even even more in Skyfall and mm. Spectre. I mean, looks like we're just getting so much business in uh, in No Time to Die as well. Oh mm. yeah, the Henleys and oh, I mean <sighs> that bloody tactical the, pullover. Oh, oh, oh my RGT goodness. jacket. Too. Oh yes, I can't yes. wait. Yeah, I can't wait. So it's is what he's wearing there, Tom Ford as well. I don't know. I know it's it's a Harrington jacket of some description. Mm-hmm. Um, a pair of jeans. And a pair of jeans. Omega watch, naturally. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Product placement. What's your look? I want to give an honourable mention to um, the polo. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That he wears in Haiti. Yep. I think yep. that's a great look. That with the, um, I think he's got trousers on there I think too. He's got I think khakis. He's got khakis. Khakis. Uh, but my my favourite is his final outfit. Right at the end. Right at the end with the tie and the winter coat. Oh, he looks mm. fantastic. Craig in the snow. Oh, he looks great. Sitting there with a big collar on too. Yep. He's the boss. Yeah, mm. he's the boss. It's mm. a great look. Yeah. He rivals he rivals um, Brosnan's coat in in that, mm. I think. And a, he, he comes close to that amazing coat we see. Roger. Roger in, in Live and Live Let, and let die. die. Yeah, when he arrived in New York. I think that's my favourite outfit in the series, yeah, actually. Wow. Yeah. I love that fucking yeah, Roger yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, he's stoilish. Mm. <laughs> he's a stoilish man. Uh, day player of the week. For me, it's the taxi driver. Taxi driver. Taxi driver. Yes, yeah, he was good. That won't shut up about. He's like, my grandmother told me when I yes, was yes, 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 <laughs> the global woman, they raised the taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's great, and the way that Mathis interacts with him, it's like, shut up, just yeah. shut the fuck up, yeah, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> is there any others? I think he's the best one. I want to give an honourable mention to the old lady on the stairs. Oh, oh yeah, checking in with the world. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was great. Mm. You, you quite liked. Um, Flirty McFlirt pants at the uh, oh yes. oh yeah yeah. Airport. at the airport yeah yeah How she's a British act- actress mm, she's really? a comedy actor oh. yeah she looked familiar actually I swear mm. we've seen her in something she was pretty funny I liked how taken she was by yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. in love you're a piece of alright highlight of her week highlight of her week getting flirted with like that yeah. <laughs> oh, oh it's so good mmm yeah, well, I think that's I think that's all we've. That's quantum. We've covered it, so now we've just got to give our rating. Yeah, so rate it, Darby. I want you to go first on this one. I got really mixed feelings about this. Yeah, I do. I'd say this is hard. This is hard. This yeah. is actually one of the harder kind of ones, I think, because I feel like at its core, it's another cracking Daniel Craig adventure. It's taking. Bond in, further into that new territory, the modern world, and it's doing it well. Yep. The story's great. It it holds up, you know, to, to interrogation, the narrative. Yeah. All the all the motivations make sense. Craig's arc in this as James Bond is terrific. If I could give this storyline a mark, it would be a ten. I think the storyline wow, wow. is really good. Yeah. Um But But, yeah, but yeah, here it comes. <laughs> it's here's the big butt. The, it's the editing. It it really kind of destroys this movie for me as a movie, and I can't justify um, being okay with it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. it's really egregious to me. Someone uh, yeah. says, "Hey, just let it go." I can't. I can't let this one go. Because it's no, not the, an the, enjoyable viewing. It's not. An, it's really kind of. It was the most frustrating viewing viewing experience I've had uh, yeah I've never seen you that uncomfortable you've been in- uncomfortable with choices made in some of those you know dodgy Bond films but never with the editing choices yeah never, it, never or if it was it was only for like for a, a, moment. a moment yeah not 40 minutes on end I was tearing my hair out yeah I was tearing my I just wanted to see what the fuck was happening yeah. you know so for me, it takes off so many marks. It really does. It takes this one down to a shaken six. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So still shaken. Wow. Still shaken. Still shaken. It's definitely a shaken Bond adventure. And there you are. Um, but it's a shaken six for me. It's just just getting there. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Mm. Mr. Man, Spear. Goodness me. Right. Here wow. it comes. Here it comes. He barely speaks through the 
podcast. I the, can't it, get a bloody word. No, you here. save it for your little yeah, speech. Yeah, you do the best sum up. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, Chooks are just, you know, clucking away there. No, every time we try to get get you in, you're like, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> I think everything you've said He's is... buttoned up the jacket. Um, I was... I didn't know how I was going to rate this. I couldn't put a pin in it. Um, but That's the name of the game. Thanks to this healthy discussion, I think I've got an opinion that's formed okay. and yep. solidified in my mind and I, that I'd like to share with you now. Go. <laughs> Stop buying time. <laughs> what is it with you? <laughs> he's thinking. He's doing two, there's two layers of thought at all times. He's going, what do I say? What do I say? What do I like? What do I like? No, I'll tell you. You'd be I'll a good you. politician. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Um, the song is Unforgivable. Mm. Um, Unforgivable. Yes, that's what this is. Um, but it's a great Bond adventure. I agree. Mm-hmm. Craigie Boy's doing a, a very good job. You got a great Bond lady. It's a killer plot. It is. I think it's a great plot. Mm. Yeah. And it still looks beautiful, despite my problems with the grade. Yeah. And it's, and the editing. It's not know, as bad as it could be. Crimes. The grade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. But. There's stunning elements in this film, and the stunt work's just mind-blowing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In- incredible. Mm. Um, I don't know. Well, you have to have something. You've got to do one. Shaken or stirred? Clearly shaken. For me, it's, it's, it's <clears throat> the middle of the road of the shaken. Which would be? An eight. An eight? Yes. For me, That's eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. It's not middle clearly, of the road of anything. It's middle of the I'm road shaken. shaken. It's clearly shaken. shaken. Six to ten. <laughs> Come on. How could it be? How could it be though? Like, he can't call that... something middle of the road. No, he was saying middle, middle of the road. Of road of I shaken. understand what he was trying to say. <laughs> See, and I take issue sense. with it. What's the problem with it? Because if it's middle of the road, it would be a five. Yes. But it's a middle of the road for a shaken, which oh. is an eight. <laughs> You're mad because I'm right. And this is this is my thing with the Craigs. These are exceptional films, and even the bad ones yeah. are leaps and bounds ahead of the previous twenty films. Mm. Whoa. So yeah, this is yeah. This I find is... it so hard to talk about these films in the same light as, as those other ones. I, I which I still love. The exact same Sounds like problem, you hate them, actually. No, I still love them. And no, I stand I've by had a very similar hands. problem with them. How mm. do we talk about these films? And even though we've got problems with this particular film, I absolutely loved it. Craig is well on his way to becoming my favourite Bond. That's why it's an eight. Mm. Wow. Mm. Oh, I'm... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you it, just it's, gave it's, it's shaken. You have to. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but... All right. <laughs> I don't know. Um... It's shaken. Yeah, it is. It's shaken. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Um, The editing is really bad. It's really, really bad. Um, I think I had forgotten how bad it was and had tried to justify it a little too much to myself. Um, I get it. And I apologise for saying at the start, you know, that you're a stinky, poopy butt brain. Me? No. People who, you know... Criticise the editing. You yeah. call them a stinky poopy butt brain. I believe so. I think that's Jeez. on the record. Mm. Sounds like something I would say. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I'll see me in court. <laughs> um, but I don't know what to give it. 
Because each number that I keep landing on within the shakens, I'm like, oh, well, that's too low. And then I'll go a number up, you know, towards the top end. I'm like, oh, that's too high. It's middle of the road shaken. Yes, but but I even, even a number like eight, six, seven, I'm still like, ah, but it doesn't sit. It doesn't sit there. But it's not a perfect film. Uh, It's not, yeah. I don't know. I love Daniel Craig in this. I think the moments that they get right, they get really right. Mm. Like that Mathis stuff. That mm. Mathis stuff alone. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I Painful. Love the, I will sit through this film so many times yep. just to see that um, Just to see that scene. You were affected. You cried. I did. I, so I you... cried. It really fucking... It really got me. Powerful <laughs> like, moment. Mm. It got me as much as Vesper's death last week. It's a great scene. It, it's a mm. fantastic bloody scene. And then there's probably a part of me crying because the rest of the film isn't like that. It's kind of like got this... I said From Russia With Love before, but it's got. It's almost got like a, a Euro-thriller kind of... Yes. Talented Mr. Ripley yes. sort of vibe, it, that, it, that element of the story. I agree with you. It mm. feels like, weirdly, even though it probably takes place in Europe less than the other Daniel Craig films do, this feels the most European yeah. Bond film I agree with of you. the Craig tenure to me. Mm. Look... Look. Look. I'm looking. <laughs> uh, I think I have to give this a shaken seven. Okay. Uh, and you I th- think or you know? Uh, I know. No, well, no, I don't know. That's the thing. My gut is telling me seven. When I came out, uh, when we f- finished watching the film, my instant reaction was seven. Okay. Which is what I gave Goldfinger. In that, it's not a bad film. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not a great one. And it is it's it very well could have it been. It could be. It there's, could be there's a fantastic version film of this exact story. In there. Yeah. yeah. There is a fantastic version of this film. And I would love I would just love to see it re edited. Mm. That will never happen. No. Mm. That will never happen. You re edit it, you go easy on the grade, you get rid of the Location titles. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Get rid of that. You got yourself a tasty little and jam. Got a and nice. strip the lyrics from the uh, a stew. from the song. You got yourself a stew. Mm. Mm. Well, folks, gentlemen, mm. ladies, gentle folks. None present. Not in the room. Viewers. Not in the room. Do we have yeah. any lady listeners out there? Oh yes. Yeah. If there's any Let us know. lady Represent. listeners, Represent. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Sound off in the comments, mm. please. Three, four. Um, Next week, we will be watching 2012's Skyfall. Skyfall. Mm. Chicken Little. Chicken Little warned us all. He sure bloody did. Well, folks, we'll see you then. Yeah, see you.